Ho, ho, ho. Welcome to episode 68 of Realm and Ruin, a Warhammer podcast. A podcast that is so Warhammer that we aren't on his nice list. We aren't on his naughty list. We're on the you buy too much grey plastic list. (laughs) I'm your host, Matt. And joining me as always on this very festive episode is a guy who you may see on a sleigh being pulled by knights rather than reindeer. It's Cameron. How you doing, mate? Merry Sanguinala to all the faithful Imperial citizens listening, and to those over in the model realms, uh, uh, no, happy Gorka Morka Independence Day, I'm not sure what any of the holidays are over there. Um. <laughs> and for all my fellow heretics, carry on doing what you do, fighting that good heretical fight. <laughs> yes, time for sacrifice number three for the day, uh, line up at the altar, and you will be served in due time. Uh, <laughs> do you think that's like a, a heretical advent calendar like they like oh, they get to yeah, you know just pick a, bag, a new sacrifice just a bag of sacrifices. every day <laughs> oh i hope i get a towel next yeah. <laughs> everyone's hoping for a towel next <laughs> uh, take take oh, you dear. and your greater good you bastards ah, right <laughs> So, yeah, so have you got the um, Christmas jumpers ready for your nights for the family Christmas Uh, photo? uh, To be fair, we have a large number of very small Christmas jumpers for our cat. Ah. Despises wearing them. (laughs) So now that you've mentioned I might try and finagle one of those onto a night. I think that would be a good photo, if nothing else. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Do that after the recording. Mm. Well... That's it. That's it. We're we're feeling festive today. Today yeah. is our recording of our last episode of 2020. Today's the, ooh, oh. the 13th of December, less than mm. two weeks to Christmas. So obviously this will be a bit different to our you know usual sort of episodes. This is not a realm episode. Mm. It's not a ruin episode. It's a nope. realm and ruin episode, really. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> you know, doing our thing. So yeah. uh, let's do a little bit of admin before we get stuck into mm. the main bit of the show so as always you'll see the links to all our loveliness in the show notes where you can support us where you can join our awesome discord uh our discord's mm. awesome i know we keep saying it but you know and it, it's ever growing and also it seems to be the hobbies that we do are ever growing yeah. um, obviously mm. it is primarily a warhammer discord i can assure you of that but you know <laughs> we're doing we've been doing settled tabletop rpgs for a while um yeah. we've got you know quite a good you know magic the gathering sort of thing going yeah, on yeah. now there's a lot of People anime talk jojos yeah, yeah. Jo- that's it i've been talking about jojo's bizarre adventure and gundam a lot recently so yeah it, you know it, the point i'm trying to make is you there's a lot of lovely people on there and you know if you're into your warhammer you want a nice chilled environment to chat to like-minded people get on there it's free to join but mm-hmm. also like i said you may you know get roped into other hobby conversations if that's your sort of yep. thing so <laughs> you know be on there um and obviously like i said the ways you can support us you can be you know lovely and generous buy us a coffee say hey guys thanks for the year of hard work in these trying times and mm. uh buy us a lovely nice coffee to keep us warm over the festive <laughs> uh, period um and uh, one thing i need to sort of say now as well is the which is quite yes. an important thing in regards to the show in general how we're sort of going to change things a little bit differently going forward starting in january when we start recording again so 
if you remember, we changed our format of our show, I don't know, about six months ago? I don't I can't yeah, remember exactly. It's like that. That. a while ago. Yeah, it was it's earlier been, this been year anyway. Yeah. yeah. So we, <laughs> you know, we changed the format of our show to hopefully what you should know now is obviously Realm episodes and Ruin episodes. Um, the main reason for that is, was to obviously, you know, focus a bit more on, you know, the certain parts of the hobby um, mm. in these t- different types of episodes. It also meant, you know, on a personal level for myself, um, you know, trying to balance life with family, children, and etc. It sort of just it, it made things a little bit easier. You know, you're not, you're not having to do two yeah. lots of law, you know, in a month. It's only the one and, yeah, and things yeah. like that. So, again, we've explained why we chose to do that. Um, and so we're going to sort of take that to a further level, realistically, um, mm-hmm. um, going forward. So what you're going to see now, like I said, starting in January – um, which you know may look is a, you know uh, an unfortunate thing, but we're basically going to reduce the length of our shows. So obviously at the moment they clock in, I don't know two and a half hours or so roughly on average. Sometimes yeah. longer, sometimes nearer to three. Obviously if it's quite a meaty um, episode, uh, we're going to try and basically reduce them to about an hour long, um, which I know is a sad thing because obviously hopefully you want there to be more of the you know mm-hmm. and longer episodes, but uh, sort of realistically. Um, you know, myself and Cameron had a chat recently and mm. trying to balance this show with everyday life, you know, which is, you know, as I said family um, and, you know, full-time jobs and other commitments um, and other goals that we need to achieve in life that are not related to hobby. Um, <laughs> it, it's, it is becoming a real strain on a you know personal level for myself, especially. Um, mm. And, you know, trying, cause you know, trying to record these shows because you know they're three hours like i said two and a half three hours long which is fine you know that's not a problem but then you know lots of hours go into the prep of these shows you know getting your notes ready you know sometimes when we're doing law episodes i mean like on a personal level i've got potentially 15 to 20 pages of notes that i've had to write out Mm, just for myself so i can remember stuff Um, and uh, (laughs) and you know like the editing that takes all lunch breaks up the following week so you know once we've recorded like this one now you know lunch breaks will go on that to to get it ready for you know to release next friday so it it just takes a you know it's almost like having a part-time job as well as having a full-time job family and other commitments and it just you know if without being i suppose over dramatic it's sort of one of those sort of situations that i think if it carried on much longer in the current way and time it takes to do things it could affect the actual future of the show, in my opinion. Like yeah. it could be, you know, I sort of said that it could be one of those sort of situations where I can't do this anymore. It's just taking up too much of my time and, and energy as well as, you know, doing all the other things of life. So, so like I said that, you know, but we don't, obviously we don't want that to happen. You know, we, we, mm. we, we love doing this show and we don't want it to be affected by that. And obviously, especially myself, you know, who's the, the person that, again, that's instigating this, I don't want to, you know, <laughs> be the person that you know brings it down. It's, you know, and such. So, so like I said, in general, the episodes going forward, starting in January will be the same in, re- in reality. It's just that they'll yeah. be a lot more streamlined. Um, that's mm. probably the mm. best way to put it excuse me and um so you know with a realm episode for example which obviously is the news and hobby type again it will be the same all the the main difference is that the news we won't cover every single bit we will just pick the highlights yeah. of the month and talk about them so but ultimately we will cover the big stuff because you know there's times when we are talking about the news and we end up 
I don't know, just sort of talking about stuff that's like, oh, this has come out. Okay, great. And then we move on. We'll just eliminate mm. those sort of things mm. where they, we got nothing really to say on it as such. Um, and then when it comes to the hobby side of the realm episodes, it will be again, the same thing. It will just, that we'll condense it down to, into our highlights. So, so, you know, you know, Cameron, for example, will talk, probably talk about his recent Necromunda game and maybe talk about, oh, I worked on this model as well, rather than, yeah. you know, 10 other different things. And, and it'd be the same for me, <laughs> you know, and it'd be the same for me. It would just be like, right, well, these, you know, this is a book I read and this was some models I worked on. It would just condense it down. Um, mm. And, you know, hopefully it'll just, you'll just get to the, the meaty bits of it. Uh, we'll still have discord questions, but realistically we'll probably have one discord question that will answer rather than two, Yeah, but we'll still do it. Yeah. And we'll still do community oh, yeah. highlights because they only take, you know, a few minutes anyway. So, you know, that won't really be affected that much it'd just be streamlined and then when it comes to ruin episodes which obviously are law and discussion ones um the main difference we'll probably do is we'll make them i suppose more discussion based um mm. and what i mean by that is that and i you know i've been chatting to some of the guys you know like on our discord and obviously we're listeners of the show and sort of just like what you you know when it comes to the ruin episodes what do you like and obviously you know a lot of our ruin episodes sometimes we'll pick a subject and you know basically cameron and myself will you know, throw lots of information at you. We'll literally, you know, mm. do a, you know, <laughs> take it in turns to talk about a certain subject. Um, so what we'll try to do now more is myself and Cameron will pick a subject or pick a book, you know, we'll still do things like that, but we'll be more, comp- we'll be more of a backwards and forwards, like talking amongst ourselves. What, mm. what was the cool yeah. bits that we noticed? What was the, you know, similar to what we do, I suppose, when we cover a novel, you know, where yeah. we talk about the cool yeah. bits of it. But when, if we're covering a battle tome or a codex, for example, we'll do that rather than just throwing information at you, you know, in a, in a, you know, just a streamlined way, we'll sort of just, we'll be more conversational, you know, about it. And yeah. obviously we may yeah. not talk about everything, but again, we'll talk about the highlights. Um, if, you know, and again, by them being our shows, it may, they may go over slightly longer. We're not going to, you know, we're not going to have a stopwatch on it, but they'll be sort of nearer to that sort of timescale rather than nearer to the three hour, uh, timescale. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, that's sort of really, um, I suppose I think that's all we can really say on that. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, you know. So. Yeah, exactly. So you know that's sort of what what will be going forward. And it, like I said, it, I know it's a shame in a way because obviously we would like to do more rather than less. It's but you know again without being dramatic, it's to help save the show going forward really. Um, and yeah. it you know it it will benefit us in the long term really. So, um, mm. so yeah, that's sort of what I had to announce. Um, but let's talk about something a bit more positive as well. Let's talk about competition <laughs> winners. So, <laughs> oh, look at that. I did, like, I've got my own little Cameron soundboard here. Uh, just press the button. Exactly. He's got many one. noises. You can get the Cameron soundboard on the app store of your choice. So, <laughs> money, money. <laughs> so the, the competition winners. So if you remember, we did a, a hundred thousand downloads competition recently, where people could enter by telling us their favorite faction, and then mm. obviously uh, why it was their favorite faction as well. So we picked two winners at random, which was uh, Saquis and Chris. No, you know yeah. they they rhyme. Um, yeah. And so, <laughs> so, um, so what? we're doing as we said we would do as part of the prize is we're going to basically convert a hero type um model uh depending on obviously what faction it is uh for their faction of their choice um so mm. cameron what are you what's your plans at the moment for yes your uh, winner 
Well, uh, my plans are uh, to do the small amount of work I have left and then ship it off. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I really got ahead on this one. Uh, yeah, it's been it's been a week and a half, a couple of weeks mm-hmm. since yeah. we actually announced the winners. Yeah. Um, so Sikwis said that his uh, favorite faction was the Gloomspike Gits because he likes the sort of the more whimsical, less serious, but still very creepy. Uh, and crazy side of Warhammer, and that's absolutely fair. Night Goblins mm-hmm. were that in Warhammer Fantasy. They're still that in Age of Sigma. Yep. Um, and he also mentioned that uh, he liked them in sort of a cemetery-style setting. And I, so I read that, and I went, oh, I already have almost all the bits for this. <laughs> um, so I've, uh, I've pulled apart Zarbag from Zarbag's Gits and the two Squigs from Zarbag's Gits. Mm. Uh, I've bought a box of squigs, uh, the squig herd box, uh, and pulled apart the one of the squig herders and got an extra squig from there as well. Uh, and I have made a fanatic boss uh, who is a <laughs> fanatic who, instead of just wheeling himself around like crazy, uh, was sentenced to death by uh, squig pulling, uh, as in they chained him to three wild squigs and had them pull him to pieces, but he lived. And now they can't get the squigs off of him. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so yeah, he's a, essentially a very long, squished, chain-wrapped fanatic uh, with a stick <laughs> with a mushroom on the end in one hand to try and desperately guide the squigs in the right, right-ish direction, and a big ball and chain in the other hand, and then three squigs just bounding around all over the place, uh, <laughs> pulling on his chains. Hmm. Um he he could work as a as a boss with giant cave squig, but yeah. I kind of yeah. want to write him up his own little war scroll and print it when I send yeah. it along. Um, yeah, yeah. As like I said, there's just a little more work to do with that. But uh, Sikwiz, I'm really glad you won because this was a ton of fun to do. <laughs> it's the uh, <laughs> smoothest idea to model transition I think I've ever had, <laughs> which is very nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so that's what I'm working on finishing up. Nice. Okay. Cool. Well, I I'm therefore building uh chris's uh sort of winning prize uh so chris Mm. opted for cities of sigma um which was actually a very common answer amongst the Mm. answers we got a lot of people got in actually because obviously mainly because of obviously the diversity in that army Mm. is basically what almost within reason bring what you want and especially gives you lots of conversion and theme opportunities as well so um i've actually changed what i was originally going to do i I was originally going to you do a an elf type hero uh, because he, you know, I asked him, was there a particular city he wanted to focus on? And he picked the Phoenician and I thought, Oh, well elves, you know, the, the Phoenix temple that's there, that makes sense. Mm. And so, um, uh, like I said to you, I was going to build a, or base it on one of the Drake spawn knights, uh, sort of do a cold one, but give them like a dual, uh, hippogriff, um, Oh, sorry, not hippogriff, hip, uh, griff hound, uh, head. And, <laughs> uh, I, the, but I've changed my mind on that because actually yeah. the, the Drake Spawn Knight is actually quite a small model. It was a lot smaller than mm. I thought it was going to be when it arrived. I was like, oh, okay. Right, yeah. I got that a bit yeah. wrong. Um, so <laughs> so I've changed it up a bit. So um, I'm doing him a Stormcast character, um, which I know is a bit cheeky because obviously Cities of Sigma, but it, it, it makes a lot of sense actually because obviously they are part of Cities of Sigma and he does have a Stormcast, you know, he's building a Stormcast yeah. army. So it's yeah. sort of twofold, really. Um, so I'm ba- at the moment, I started it actually last night, and I'm basing it on the Knight Xeros model. Um, uh, but yeah. um, I'm he, at the moment, is going to be attached to one of the Stormcast Endless Spells, the um, oh. uh, the disc one. I can't remember the yeah, name of it off the yeah. top of my head. 
Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, he's going to be on that. I'm going to you know, pin it to that character. Mm. Um, but he's rather than being, he's not going to be a Knight of Xeros. Again, similar to what you're doing, I'm, I'm going to build a Anvil of Apotheosis War Scroll, you know, give him a backstory. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm waiting on the, the massive hammer that the uh, Lord Celestin on the Star Drake has. So I'm waiting mm. for that from eBay. So he's going to have a big hammer <laughs> rather than the, uh, the, the, the star blade, <laughs> you know, sword that the, uh, mm. the, uh, Xeros has, he's not going to have a lantern either. I'm going to probably give him, you know, something else in the other hand, I'm still yeah. know, working on the fly with it at the moment, but uh, yeah, it's, it's in progress. So I'm going to hopefully finish it over the next couple of weeks as well and, yeah, and uh, awesome. ship it off. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. I must admit, it's yeah. nice doing it for someone else as well, rather than sort of focusing yeah. just on your own stuff. I like it. Yeah, I think it's because like you're, ironically, you're not so attached. Like I'm not doing this mm. for an army or for like a gang or any particular project. This is like a one-off. I can be creatively free mm. within the within the restriction of it has to like fit the kind of general faction selection. Yeah. I'm like, I can do <laughs> yeah. anything else within that. That's all good. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Cut loose. Totally agree. Yeah, it's it's a really cool, cool thing to do. And like you said, you can you're not having to worry about loadouts and and all that yeah. sort of stuff. It's not nah. like you said you can just you can sort of be a bit freer and easy with it. So no, it's been it's it's win win. You know, people are winning prizes yeah, and we get to do cool conversions. Win win. So. <laughs> Uh, the last little bit of admin as well before we kick into the show is uh, the plan. I don't know when we're going to do it, but we are talking about doing uh, an eBay episode, basically. Yeah, so, um, yeah. It'll be a, probably a waffle, I would imagine, rather than yeah, a main episode. Like that. Um, yeah. It's just something I had the idea about, as in when I say from an eBay perspective, obviously buying Warhammer on eBay. So it'll basically give you a few mm. tips and tricks, uh, maybe selling as well. Um, yeah. it's just something that we talk about frequently on our discord and, you know, because mm. I'm, you know, personally, I'm quite lucky with some of the stuff I get. I have this hat knack of getting good deals. And so <laughs> we're, I was thinking, let's pool our resources. Let's, you know, let's put some tips and tricks to, you know, together and sort of do it in a little waffle episode, you know, that hopefully yeah. may be yeah. handy. So we'll, we'll record it soon anyway. So look out for that as well. Right enough talking to waffle enough waffling about that side of things um let's talk about this episode so um like i said it's the end of year episode we'll do something a bit different so what we decided to do rather than doing a complete 2020 overview um which is like last year in 2019 i think that's what we did we literally went month mm. by month with the yeah. highlights um you <sighs> We thought let's do something a bit, a bit different because ultimately, you know, you know what came out, you know, it's, it, you mm. know, and there were a whole couple of months when nothing came out as well. So that too, yeah, exactly, yeah. perfect, perfect reason not to as well, um, because there would be big gaps in between. So, so what we decided to do is uh, there'll be basically three parts to the the rest of this episode. We're going to do a 2020 awards. Uh, so we'll, you know, we basically pick some entries you know some some categories i should say and you know cameron and i are gonna you know throw some suggestions up and see if we can come to some sort of conclusion uh hopefully yep, we may yep. agree on some maybe not um you know things like <laughs> model of the year and things like that uh so that'll yeah. be the first thing we'll do um and then we're going to do some quick fire questions and answers from our discord so basically we threw uh a, you know a question to everyone say look you know give us questions about about 2020 or 2021 you know sort of relates to that so we'll we'll smash through some of those we've got quite a few and some quite interesting ones as well um and then the last bit of the show will be 
you know, similar stuff we've done before where we'll talk about 2021, um, talk about, you know, predictions, hopes, plans, and things like that. And then obviously we'll you know, give our thanks at the end to reflect on yeah. the year. So, Cameron, I think it's time to do the awards ceremony. Da, 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 da. Dun, dun. You get the idea. Yeah. So, like I said, we'll do these awards. Um, so we'll we'll talk about what award is it's going to be, and then, like I said, we'll just discuss our you know suggestions and entries for it. So, mm. uh, let's start with the the obvious one. Let's talk yes. about the twenty uh, twenty model of the year. Now. Ooh. always a tricky one with any year especially at the pace that gw do things um one thing i would say before you know we talk about entries i don't Mm. know if it was the same for you cameron but i found that there was sort of two two things that made this quite difficult the obvious one is just the quality of what you see but secondly the 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 bit i struggled with was actually time in the sense that of when yes. stuff came out the amount of times <laughs> oh like, this is going to be my entry i think this you know i, I got mm. the you know this model in mind i look it up yeah. and it came out in 2019 i'm like oh Damn. yeah yeah <laughs> i, I did like literally i think five or six models that came out last year that i thought had come out this year <laughs> yeah so i started it. with the keeper of secrets which was my big mistake yeah wow that's well <laughs> back in 2019 that was like yeah exactly May, was like, wasn't it yeah <laughs> Yeah, I was like, yeah, Keeper's Secret's so good, that only came out this year, right? Like, no, you idiot. You played Ed Knight's Slash last November. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's so many. Uh, but there's so many good things that came out this year as well. It's just That's true. hard to keep track of when things have come out over the last couple of years, because time is, time is a lie, as we found out over the course <laughs> of the start of this year. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's it. I, 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 and it was the same with you know some of the categories. There was some where I was like, I, I, I was there googling release date of certain things, and mm. and the amount of times a bit like that where you go, no way, you know, when it's sort of like, yeah. really, that came yeah. out in like October twenty nineteen. <laughs> I swear it was like last month. <laughs> it's <just> nope, nope, <laughs> nope. Google tells me otherwise. Um, so Ooh. yeah, Cameron, what? So you know, what's been some of your your favorite? What are some of your contenders for this year? Yeah, uh, there are there are a few contenders for this mm-hmm. year. There are always going to be a few contenders this year. Again, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I'm putting into the ring two, three. Um, should I put a third one in? I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put into the ring. I am gonna put in a third one. Uh, yeah. So, in no particular order, we have the uh, Mega Gargant. Yeah. Look, I mean, let's look at it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> big lad, yeah, yeah, he's a big boy. Uh, we have the light of Eltharion mm. uh, for pure technical mastery and of designing a model. Because Jesus Christ, that thing is insane yeah. to look at. And yeah, of course, the one, the only Fabius Bile. Ah, yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, I forgot yeah. about Fabius. <laughs> mm. <laughs> He didn't forget about you. Don't worry. No, that's why. <laughs> um, okay, that's no, that's a solid three. I mean, I mean, I've got nine listed, but that's not. <laughs> I'm not going to throw I nine mean, in. Fair. It was. It was just. I was like, this is my short list. These are ones were like or honourable me- mentions as well. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. Again, I think if I had to put 
yeah, my nine and get in no particular order. And, and I'll be honest, some of these are actually units as well as individual mm. models because I find sometimes yeah, you can't really fine. separate them. Um, so uh, for me, it was the the Knight Shadow Stalkers from yeah. you know from Warcry, um, the Light of Eltharion, um, mm. the yeah. Worm Spat from uh, yes. Underworlds. Oh, very good. That was only, that only stuck in. I think it was like January or February <laughs> time. So yeah, uh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, um, I know some of these technically. A couple of these are Forge World ones. Uh, the ah, Psy Titan fine. for um, Titanicus. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the Escher Death Maidens. I thought were yeah. really awesome models. Gorgeous. Um, the one that's probably one of my main contenders, the Void Dragon for the Necrons. Oh, yeah, um, lovely. Then again, talking Necrons, uh, Illuminor Seras as well. Mm-hmm. Again, another really yeah. awesome model. Um, the Zote from yeah uh, blackstone fortress <laughs> and again another one which i just thought again just looked amazing was the deathwing companions for Horus mm. heresy for the dark yes. angels um to a top three um i would definitely put the void dragon in um i'm okay. definitely going to put the light of atharian in um mm. and the third one um i would probably put the canine shadow stalkers as well yeah. so there would yeah. probably be my my top three uh, again one thing i need to actually premise which we haven't said is we're talking about ones that have actually come out this year so that's why you yeah. won't see anyone like sigvald, sigvald. or any of the new Slanesh otherwise stuff. he would have been sigvald sigvald and sigvald <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Top three. <laughs> <laughs> exactly but he's technically was only announced this year he's not nah, obviously going to come out this year, year. Yeah, 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 exactly. year, yeah, we've already picked our 2021 winner. Um, <laughs> sorry to spoil we it. We say that now, but wait till wait till Angron comes out. Next oh, yeah. Year. Then we'll be then we'll be sorry. <laughs> yes, please. So, right. So, uh, so yeah. So you so you've got the Mega Gargan, the Light of Eltharion, and Fabius Bile. Fabius Bile. Yeah, yeah, I've got again the Light, uh, the Knight Shadow Stalkers as a whole, and the Void Dragon. Now, I mean, oh. by, by clear process of deduction, the Light of Eltharion is our winner, but... Yes. I think we can probably make a case for at least the Void Dragon. <laughs> I, I was just about to say, I, I think, yeah, if you base it on the fact we both it's both the one in, in our top three, then mm. yeah, I suppose by default it would be our winner. But I would actually, mm. in my head, I would put the Void Dragon above it, because I think, oh, it's, yeah. I think it's just such an amazing spectacle of a model that mm. one i you know yeah. it just stands out so much it's one of those where you see it on the tabletop and again you can apply this to a lot of the necron stuff you know even the like the well, silent yeah. king but that void dragon looks so different compared to what you mm. see um in oh, yeah. 40k to a degree um, yeah i love it i think it's the design on yeah. it's absolutely fantastic mm. no and it's definitely building on the uh same iteration of negative space that the light of eltarion did like they really worked mm. with the, that this yeah. year yeah like, both of those models, you can see straight through, like, the center of mass on both of them from certain angles, and it's so weird, and it must <laughs> be a nightmare to paint, but it looks incredible, and it's, like, it's a genius-level design for yeah. things like this. Like, uh, they released a hollow suit of armor, and they released <laughs> a hollow necrodermis shell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, that's crazy. Um, yeah. Honestly, uh, I'm 
I'm on board if we crown the Void Dragon for this one. Uh, yeah, but... <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a tough call between the pair of them there, but and it's and it's great that we're talking about an AOS and a 40k oh, model yeah. as well, yeah. so that you know show that both you know the main the main two GW games are both coming up with strong models this oh, year yeah. as well. Um, I, th- I think actually with the light of Altharian, I've I've read and, and people have said to me that it it's actually a quite a nice one to build because obviously a lot of people oh, were a bit could. skeptical about it. Like when mm. you know when we saw it saw it. Um, first announced and obviously like oh that looks yeah. like it could be a bit fragile a bit yeah. you know and it's not actually supposed to it's pretty it's supposed to be a pretty good oh, build as well i'm which very is... glad to hear that yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah so like i said i think we'll declare our winner officially the void dragon i think but with yep. the light of altharian a very yeah. very close yeah. second on that Con- one congratulations to the zarakhan empire uh yeah. <laughs> come collect your prize when you wake up in thirty-eight thousand years when we're not here um yeah so- <laughs> exactly <laughs> right so the the next category will be novel of the year um yeah. this again i find this sort of funny one because uh, when i look at back at this year i've not read or listened to it as much as i have done in previous mm. years yeah yeah i think mainly be- on a personal level because obviously i've spent most of it working from home and most mm. of the year working from home and i've therefore watched a lot more because obviously being at home i can have youtube on in the background yeah as opposed yeah. to where i can't at work whereas obviously that's where yeah. i have audiobooks on so i've not read as much but still you know still done enough to have you know have a mm. uh, an input mm. on this but yeah so yeah. uh right so what about you cameron what's your what's your uh, picks got, for novel i've got three contenders again there were some <laughs> really i need to put this out there there were some incredibly strong novels this year mm, like there, yes. there's some great stuff out there it was actually pretty hard to narrow it down to just mm. three but i did it somehow then <laughs> sorry i'm sorry for what i had to do to certain books uh that didn't make the cut but uh <laughs> uh, uh so my my top three books um for this year in a particular order in a particular <laughs> order i'm sorry to have to say this um <laughs> Oh dear! Uh, we have Dark Harvest by Josh Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did that come uh, out this year? That came out this year, right? Did it? Uh, did it? Oh god, I got to double check this. I could have. No, I don't know. You could be right. I just um, let I'm me just... double check this. Make me doubt, <laughs> doubt myself. Dark Harvest, <laughs> Josh Reynolds, <laughs> getting alive. Get a live uh, redistribution. No, you could be. You could uh, be right. Don't don't take my word. Oh for no, it. I'm just. I don't, I'm I'm off by like two weeks. It was 10th of December last year. <laughs> it was after it was after our last recording last year. I think. Yeah. Quite a bit. What it is? God damn it, Josh, you let me down. No, nah, it's all good. Um. Well, that's easy then. I'll just replace that uh, with uh, Man Flayer. You're right. Okay. Also yeah. by Josh Reynolds. Yeah. Uh, then Road to Redemption by Mike Brooks. Mm. Uh, I wonder what your number people, one's going to be. People to read. My number one, believe it or not, by the renowned Robert Rath is The Infinite and the Divine. There was really no competition for first place in my books. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That does not surprise me one bit. Um, yeah, I, 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 I've I, not read Road to Redemption, even though I do have it on my uh, shelf behind me at the moment, so I, I must read mm. that because I do like yeah. Mike Brooks' novels. They're always really good. And uh, yeah, um, one of his is actually probably in my top three. Um, so yeah, um, yeah, I, I'll, yeah, I'll tell you my top three, and it's actually very similar. <laughs> this is the irony of it. So the three that I got three others that were contenders, like honourable mentions. Um, one was Avenging Son. I did enjoy yeah, Avenging that Son. Was very good. Um, yeah. Um, 
quick thing because i'll we'll probably forget to talk about this do you, do you, and it's a bit of controversy that we were talking about last night on discord yeah. did you see that yeah. they changed the voice actor mm, of the yeah um, i did yeah that's yeah uh quite it's, big i mean it, it's big but i had i had always heard people occasionally complain about the voice actors for black library books but i'd never mm-hmm. heard every single person i talked to about the book say don't listen to it read yeah it. yeah <laughs> me being so, one of them as well <laughs> yeah. yeah oh it was like it was you and like five or six other people over the yeah. course of a single week were like <laughs> yeah. it's a good book don't get it on audible <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, okay, I get the point. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I, I couldn't believe that when I saw it. I mean, I'm, I'm not surprised mm. in one sense because I agree that it wasn't the the, the voice. And, the, the, and like I said at the time, it's not actually the quality of the voice actor. He was very good. It's just the voices mm. for the characters were completely off. Um, his actual yeah. narrating, you know, normal narrating voice was very good and on par with everyone else. It's just the voices he chose for characters just were completely off. And to be fair, yeah. it makes you consider how the process works because I, again, I know we're slightly, going slightly off topic here, but I, I always presumed that the black library had input on the recordings. Like we want mm. the character to sound yeah. like this and show, you know, so you can't fully blame the voice actor in my opinion, unless that I'm completely wrong about that. I presumed that, yeah. that, you know, that they are only told what, they're told, you know, right, right, so, you know, want them to sound like this, and that's the end result. So I, I don't know, but mm. it, it's basically, yeah, it's been, it's been revoiced by John Banks, who does a lot of the Black Library stuff. Um, yeah. I, I suppose the good thing is it'll, it'll make, it'll provide a, a bit of continuity as well because he did, I think he did, I said Dark Imperium and Plague War, which obviously mm. Gilliman is a prominent character in as well. So there'll be a bit of consistency with Gilliman's voice. I, I yeah, foresee. Yeah. So. But hey, that's good. you know, I, I feel sorry for the the voice actor. I can't remember his name. Mm. You know, apologies. Um, the, the who did the original version of Avenging Sun? Because obviously that must be quite a kick in the teeth. You know, to say right, we, we're yeah. going to get someone else completely redo it. I I feel quite sorry for him in that regard. As much as I didn't like uh, the voices, but yeah, that's the way it goes. Uh, so yeah, Avenging Sun was definitely one of them. Uh, the Lady of Sorrows, which is probably the only mm. AOS book. That was that yeah. was a contender. I did actually quite enjoy that. I must listen to yeah. it again. Um, mm. And Bloodlines, which is one of the the, uh, uh, one of the crime yeah. novels, the one that's a bit you know a bit uh, Blade Runner like. Mm. Uh, that was, I've again found enjoyable. But um, but yeah, for my my top three, again, will sound very familiar. So in third place <laughs> was Man Flayer uh, yeah. by Josh Reynolds, yeah. uh, and obviously it's Phoebe Spile. So that goes without saying. My second one uh, was a Mike Brooks one, but it was Brutal Cunning which is the, yeah, um, the Orcs, Orcs, Orcs novel that uh, <laughs> came out this year. And my number mm. one, again, no surprise, Infinite and the Divine by Robert Rath. And, yeah, uh, yeah this this <laughs> had no contest this year. I, and all those other entries were absolutely solid. But oh, yeah, yeah. That, you know, that book, you know, the Infinite Divine mm. was head and shoulders you know, above every other one this year. It, well, you, yeah. you know, we spent a whole episode. We spent three hours yeah. raving about yeah. it. So exactly, it, it, yeah. it couldn't not win. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, I, I got to say, every single book I've read from Black Library this year has been great. There have there has been none that have been an actual disappointment. There have been some yeah. that have just been good, not incredible, yeah. but mm-hmm. there the the overall quality this year I feel has been very good. Infinite and Divine is so different to everything around it and everything that has come before it. And it just, it incites so much interest and speculation. It's got 
some of the best like character work in any Black Library novel. Mm-hmm. It is ridiculously outclassing a lot of its peers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah there's, there's, there was no competition in this category. Yeah, uh, congratulations, I, yeah. Robert. Uh, you can collect your reward when you give us a signed copy of the book. Yeah, I won't sell it. I want to. I want to put it on my shelf and frame yeah, it. So do I. Yes, please. <laughs> he's, he, he, I know, and he's listened to that episode because he, he mm, uh, yeah, he tagged us in it as well. So he's, he's yeah. Uh, you know, luckily we were very, very, very positive about it <laughs> for three mm. hours. So uh, yes, yeah, it's it, yeah, it was an absolute beast of a book. We we loved it so much. It was a you know breath of fresh air compared to a lot of the the 40k stuff um I, I i find it a shame that aos wasn't didn't feel as strong this year again yeah. i will put in the, the caveat that there's probably some that i haven't got around to reading yet this year so i can't mm. sort of speak for all of them but yeah. you know it, it definitely 40k felt like it it dominated more of the the novels this year which is it does yeah. anyway to a degree and obviously ninth edition came out which obviously had you know uh an mm. upsurge in novels to go along with it as well but yeah so, Infinite Divine is our novel of the year. No surprise. Yeah. Next much. category. Uh, <laughs> this is the model you shouldn't like, but you actually did of the year. Mm, you know, yes. this this is a conversation that obviously comes up a lot when people talk about models because obviously it's all subjective. And, you know, mm. how many times you're having a conversation with someone and you're like, that model is awful. And the, the other person's like, <laughs> wow, no, I think that's absolutely amazing. And, you know, that's what mm. the... The, the topic we get into so yeah yeah so this yeah uh so what were your uh entries for this one cameron uh this was this was actually a really difficult one uh, mm. because much like the quality of the novels the quality of the models has been excellent this year yes uh like i found it hard to find any model i didn't at least have an interest in getting to do something with <laughs> which is dangerous well done games workshop good play uh but there are Again, this is this is a there's a there's a character and there's a squad, okay. uh, and both yeah. of both of these, I I really really like them. I could I think under other circumstances I would not like them, but something about them is just good enough that my brain goes, no, these are good. But then I look at it objectively, I don't know about these. Um, <laughs> so uh, contender number one here is the Alarith Stone Wardens with their cow hats. <laughs> uh, who are really interesting and cool, but they look like they're about to break their necks. And yes. I can't get over that. Um, everyone doing the suggestions of you should take the cow off the top of the helmet and make that the actual like masked head. I think that's mm-hmm. a great idea and would improve yeah, them yeah. greatly. But until then, they look really confusing to me. <laughs> but I do, <laughs> I do really like them because elves with hammers is such an interesting like twist. Yeah. Uh, on what we've gotten, like uh, I'm going to be talking about the Lumineth a fair bit throughout the rest of this episode, as it is. But the <laughs> the idea of they were they were oh they're just the High Elves reboot faction got immediately turned on its head the second mm. the book actually came out, and everyone went oh yeah, no no they're they're very unique. Um, and my other one was Chin Sha, Master of the Keshig uh, from Forge World. He's the 30k White Scars uh, Terminator oh, yeah. with the with the dragon dog face mm. mask. Yeah, uh, yeah. Again, he looks a little awkward and out of proportion, as a lot of Forge World Terminator characters do. But his design is just perfect enough, I think, in terms of like the aesthetic integration for the Mongolian Chinese 
uh, fusion they got going on that I can't take my eyes off him whenever I look at his model. I'm like, <laughs> I could do white scars, I guess. This ugly, this ugly little squat guy in his Terminator armor. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> yeah, I've forgotten about him. To be honest, I was, when you were saying, it, I was like, "Who's that?" Oh, yeah, mm. I remember. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah. that's no. That's, I can <laughs> I can see where you're coming from on those. I, um, it, it, funny enough, I've got two. Um, one of them wasn't going to be techless because I was <laughs> as much as I want to love techless, I can't stand oh, that model. God, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's such a shame. That's my, that's the disappointment model of the year. I think it's just yeah. The, uh, end of, it's just techless. It's I mean, it's just the pose of him and like the yeah, positioning of him. Just doesn't work. Slightly I, different. He'd be perfect. I've spent all year looking at that model, trying to mm. get you know convince my brain you know subliminally to to um, <laughs> <laughs> to accept it, but I can't unfortunately. Um, but yeah, yeah. basically my my two are a unit and a tank. So oh, my unit is the Alarith Stone Guard, the the hammer. Ah, uh, there we go. <laughs> I, I actually because I I you know again I suppose like a lot of people, you look at them and you know the the cow helmets at the top are quite confusing, but I actually yeah. think it provides a good bit of symmetry to the models mm. and makes them yeah I suppose in in a way a bit more in proportion because. I think that you know they obviously they've got quite you know bigger uh, bottoms, and I don't, I'm not talking about their rear end. I'm talking about obviously their like yeah. legs and their cloak. You know, makes their you know their stance. The bottom of the model is quite what you know is wider. Yeah. Then obviously it goes yeah. quite thin in the middle because they're elves. They're they're you know they're mm. they're slim, and then obviously that you know the hammers are sort of often to the side. So mm. uh, my sort of you know thinking is if if it was just a straight pointy helmet. Like as it, mm. you know, without the cow bit, it would look a bit off balance. I don't know. That may yeah. be, that's just my interpretation. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's just my interpretation anyway. So I think the cow part, um, I don't know. Yeah. just provides a bit of balance. It almost like it makes mm. the, in a weird way, the top of the model, the same width as the bottom. So it becomes almost like an yeah, hourglass type right, right. shape model. Um, <laughs> What you're you looking know. for in an elf? You look at yeah, exactly. Yeah. Looking for that, exactly. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it, 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 yeah, I I really like them. I think they got that l- nice mm. amount of detail to them. And I I you know again, it's all subjective, but I think the cow helmet thing has been you know in my opinion anyway has been made a big deal of out of. I think um, you know again, I see why people don't like it, but I sort of don't. Yeah, I really don't mind it. I think it just gives them a bit of character because otherwise they would just be high elves with hammers. Whereas at least now mm. they've got that, you know, they obviously are high elves with hammers, but they're also, you can clearly see that they're lumineth with the, the whole, you yeah. know, the whole cow yeah. thing as well. I think it just, it <laughs> nicely integrates them with the other units mm. in their faction as well. Yeah. Um, and the what other, ugly and, tank, uh, the gladiator <laughs> tank. Um, ah, for me. Good choice. Because I, again, it's something that I didn't think I would like because I'm, I'm not a fan at all of the repulsor. Uh, the impulsor, mm. I don't mind so much. I sort of, I don't really have an opinion on the impulsor, but the repulsor and the repulsor executioner, I think, are quite ugly models. And you know, considering mm. they're not they're not cheap, both in points and money, and they've got too many guns everywhere. In a again, not not symmetrical at all in some cases. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas I think the gladiator is nice. I mean, I'm not. Mm. I'm, I don't. I'm not absolutely in love with it, but I'm like. I think no. This is actually quite a nice looking tank. It's almost like they've got the right compromise. I. They've gone for yeah. this grav. The grav style tanks that we're seeing with the Primaris stuff, and obviously mm. it harkens back to 
you know, the old school predator, which obviously was part of the, the whole promotion of it as well. Um, and also the, you know, and, and all the variants again, look nice and symmetrical. It's like, yeah, I think it's the nice balance. It's one of those where, you know, I, I'm not a massive fan of the grav tanks. I'd rather have your land raiders, your predators, but if you're going to have this sort of grav tech tanks, this is probably the mm. best you're going to get in my, you know, from a, that keeps me happy. <laughs> yeah, I suppose is what yeah, I'm trying to say. Absolutely. So that's why I like that mm. one. And yeah, yeah. I think the, the Alarith Stone Guard are going to be our winner for yes. that because we yeah. both picked it. Congratulations to the Lumineth Realm Lords. That's it. Hooray. That's it. Come come down from your, you know, Teclean ladder. Your ivory tower. Accept <laughs> <laughs> <Except> your prize. <laughs> right. So uh, next entry is Game of mm. the Year. So obviously ah. this, you know, is quite a broad one. So obviously yeah. this is... You know, I suppose you could look at it, which game has had, you know, just the, I know, the best releases, the best sort of, Mm. you know, um, I suppose going forward, you know, the best sort of outlook, you know, I don't know what game has just done the best this year in, in our opinion. Um, Obviously this could be the one, the main ones, it could be one of the specialist games. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, Cameron, what's your picks for this one? Well, uh, I want to give an honorable mention to both Warhammer 40,000 and Warhammer Age of Sigmar. Mm-hmm. Uh, ninth edition 40k is shaking things up pretty yep. cool things are happening i'm looking forward to future releases uh death guard got kicked in the nads a little this last week <laughs> but we'll see how we do when we eventually get the codex and wait for the codex week like <laughs> I, I was hoping to get it next weekend but uh waiting until sometime q1 next year i guess mm. um and age of sigma has blown it out of the park with mm. uh, various models and things, Warhammer Underworlds, supplementing that with very cool little units you can get in things, but like things like Sons of Behemoth, Luminoth, Realm Lords, all this awesome, awesome stuff coming out for Age of Sigma. I love it. But there's only one game that can be king, and it's the <laughs> only game I've played this year. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Necromunda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Necromunda, first off, it's the only game I've played this year. It's a fantastic mm. bloody game. I finished the campaign I was in last night, Victorious, mm-hmm. uh, escaping a zombie outbreak and watching an ambot literally drown under a pile of zombies, <laughs> which was beautiful. Um, it has so much character. It has so much flavor. And because we're talking about the prospects of the system as well, this year it has gotten, I would say, better support than any of the mainstream games and certainly yeah. more consistent support. Uh, in the terms of, like, late last year, we had House of Chains come out. And then this year, we've had House of Blades. We've had House of Iron. We are having the House of Artifice coming out next uh, Saturday for the Vansar. Yep. We are having, even with a global pandemic, we are having relatively consistent delays. They still managed to fit in uh, three books over four quarters, which, for again, for a small-scale specialist game that only a small part of the player base engages with is excellent. Every one of these releases has come with Forge World support. It's come with a brand new plastic kit. Uh, it has really revitalized all these factions that it's touched. Uh, the Vansar one apparently is looking just okay instead of fantastic, but Vansar were already fantastic as compared to the just okay of most other gangs. <laughs> yeah. So I guess it balances out like that. Uh, mm-hmm. And we've already got a roadmap for next year where mm. Q1 we're getting reinforcements, so more Forge World support, maybe some new plastic kits. Uh, then we're going to get House of Faith, we're going to get House of Shadows, and then 
something else is happening mm -hmm. late next year, which I think everyone is hoping is going to be a Mad Max style Ash Wastes expansion. Oh, amazing. Uh, which would be incredible and basically be uh, Gorka Morka, but set on Necromunda, which I think would be incredible. Um, yeah, the, the game's future continues to look incredibly bright. The game continues to be incredibly fun to play once you get to grips with it. I uh, will uh, we'll admit it's got a lot of rules to take care of, but it's all good, guys. Trust me, you can make it. <laughs> you should play Necromunda. It's the best game Games Workshop does. I've been saying it for months now. Mm, I've got to true. keep saying it for the rest of the next year, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's my opinion on the matter. Yeah, However, no. you might yeah. have a different one. Mm. I accept your, uh, your different opinion. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, good sir. Um, no, that that didn't surprise me. I knew, <laughs> knew Necromunda <laughs> was going to be your choice, but that's no yeah. all valid reasons. Um, I think, yeah, for me, it was one of two. Um, I think, again, honourable mention goes to AOS. I mean, I love AOS. Mm -hmm. It's probably, you know, one of, it is, I probably prefer it more to, to 40K, really. It's probably the one I've played more this year. Um, yeah. And, it, and it's had a solid year, like you said, with the Lumineth with the Sons of Behemoth mm. and obviously with the Broken Realms. Broken Realms, um, yeah. I think it's had a solid year, but not an outstanding year. And I think it's yeah. one of those where I think next year, which is where hopefully we may see AOS 3, which we'll talk about later, mm. um, yes. that's where it'd be a more of a serious contender for me. So mm. for me, the, the sort of two possibilities for me were 40K or Necromunda. Now, um, 40K, again, has obviously had you know, a massive year. It's like I said, we've seen a brand new edition, which is completely, uh, you know, shaking things up to a degree. Obviously it is an, a, you know, evolution of eighth edition. We've seen, you know, mm. a lot of, we're seeing, you know, things like crusade, which I think is a fantastic system, um, and yeah. a much needed system to have in 40 K. Um, we're now getting a more, uh, you know, more objective based, you know, game, uh, rather than just, you know, just wiping the other army out, which I think is a good way of going with things. Um, we, mm. you know, we've seen the, the Necrons completely overhauled, which is great. You know, a Xenos yeah. race getting completely overhauled. Okay. You know, so the space Marines, you know, getting a lot of their releases, <laughs> but that's, a, uh, you know, a given. Um, and I, I think, yeah, I think 40 K is in a lot better place really, um, for this year. And, you know, again, we've got an app, which, okay, <laughs> that's been a, a, a sore subject for some people. But again, I think it's making a, a lot, it's getting some of the stuff that it should have had before anyway. So I think said, I think it's yeah. been a strong year yeah. for 40K, it, you know, not, if not uh, having a few little, you know, failings as well. Um, when yeah. it comes to Necromunda, obviously I've not played any of it this year, but I, it's just one that, again, of all the specialist games, it's the one that I seem to get most excited about when I see stuff, even if I'm not mm. aware of the sort of context of it as much because I don't play <laughs> it. But, you know, it's not stopping me building a gang, which is what I'm doing right at the minute. Um, nice. And for yeah. hopefully when we can play again next year. And yeah, I just think it's, it's, it's getting, like you said, it's getting so much love. It's getting this lovely roadmaps is clearly see when things are coming. Um, mm. It's getting so much support. Um, I, you know, it's one that is probably of all the of all the Games Workshop games. It's the one when I see photographs of what people are doing. I don't mean the official stuff. I mean just mm. like like you, like you know, you playing with your friends. And I yeah, and I, I love I love I love the terrain setups. Again, mm. it brings back a lot oh, of nostalgia yeah. for me. You know, I, I you know because I just find it a lot more interesting than than even the main two games. You know, AOS and Forty K. Yeah. I just think yeah. that and some of the scenarios that you've described on these on these episodes in the hobby chats have been absolutely fantastic. It's just one of those where it, of all the games, I think it puts a smile on my face. Um, mm. 
And in a way, I'd actually probably make it. I know it's, I find it a bit odd saying that it'd probably be my pick because I've actually not played it <laughs> at all this year. So I find it a bit weird, but I think it's the one that as yeah, in a, in a, in a covert way has sort of excited me consistently over the year. Mm. Um, yeah. Whereas I think 40 K again, it's had that massive, like bang, here's ninth edition. And now it's sort of trickling, you know, the excitement's gone down a bit because obviously yeah. it's now settled in yeah. and, you know, we're now having to wait for codexes, you know, and see, you know, how things go down the line. So yeah, I'd actually probably pick Necromunda. I think it's got such a strong yeah. future. Um, mm. you, you know, um, yeah, I just think, yeah, definitely would be the pick. I think it's got, and it's got so much more to come. And I think oh, hopefully yeah. we'll see more and more people getting excited about it because it's got mm. a good, you know, yeah. great vibe coming from it as well. Right. Okay. Awesome. <clears throat> I think we're, <laughs> mm, yeah, coming up to about halfway um, with this. Mm. So, <laughs> so let's do faction of the year so again this is a you know quite an open award this could be Mm. obviously you know because it's had new releases it could be it's just had a new you know codex or battle tome um what people have done with it this year you know it could be one of you know many things so uh Mm. yeah so what's Mm. your what's your faction of the year contenders uh so uh first up we've got necrons they've had a sweeping uh update basically all but one or two kits being uh, completely replaced, as long as we ignore special characters. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's fine. No one plays anything other than Saltek anyway. It's all good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, they had such a sweeping change to like their model range, and so many new and interesting things were added uh, that still felt correct with how Necrons operate. We're still waiting on a couple of things. Still waiting on those flayed ones. Uh, but they're <laughs> yeah. coming, and we know that. Mm-hmm. And just as importantly, in terms of the rules, sweeping changes, bringing what I would say would be a solidly low-tier-ish army mm. in 8th uh, edition to a solid solid force in ninth. Um, like, they're, they're not as, like, immediately strong as Space Marines, of course, at this point. But if applied properly, and if if you know if you know what you're doing with when you set your command protocols and stuff, they're really, really strong now, which is nice. It's good that a Xenos army is getting real good. Um, it's always a bit situational with them, as we know, but hopefully <laughs> uh, we'll see. And the big thing about Necrons is they are a sign of hope now, which is mm-hmm. really ironic for murderous skeleton robots. Uh, but <laughs> they point to the fact that in 9th edition, I hope every faction, if, if not model-wise, at least rules-wise, gets this kind of sweeping update. And it looks like it's shaping up to be that with uh, what they previewed for the Death Guard. Again, Games Workshop, send me send me the Death Guard. I know you only <laughs> lost the shipment to the Cameron United States. Cameron needs it. <laughs> I know you only lost the shipment to the United States. I know it's here in Australia. Please, God. <laughs> um, and then... Uh, my other two contenders are actually two new kids on the block. Ooh. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the sons of Feyamat, because my boys, <laughs> look how they fed my boys until they grew big and strong. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> they have gorgeous models. Um, I mean, we'll talk about the models in other categories as well, I'm sure, but they have <laughs> fantastic models. Rules wise, they're actually really good. Yeah. They have made yeah. an army that can work with four models at 2,000 points and, like, actually work. It's not mm. the most competitive army, but it's not a pushover. 
Yeah. And it really, again, speaking of hope for the future, the way Sons of Bayamat work in Age of Sigma, which is more tactically objective focused than 40k used to be, now 40k is like this, it gives me a lot of hope for the treatment Imperial and Chaos Knights will hopefully mm. be getting in yeah. the future. Fair point. If, if, we, if, if they get a book like that, I'm into it. <laughs> Please do that. <laughs> um, but, and then their lore. Their lore is incredible. Mm, it's so it good. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 sort, I sort of feel like it, it, it could be the uh, the first thing we do next year, potentially. Mm. I think that may yeah, be on I'm, the cards. I'm well up for that. Yeah, maybe on I the think, cards for our first, yeah. uh, first ruin episode. We'll look at the ruins that the Sons of Bam might leave behind them. Yes. Um, <laughs> and then uh, probably my favorite faction of the year. These are all really good, but there's one that's edging it out slightly. Edging okay. slightly ahead. Uh, another new kid on the block. It's the Lumineth Realm Lords. Mm. Because, oh. so when they were first shown off, everyone went, oh, High Elves are coming back. Woo, yay, we love their High Elves, and that, that's fair, <laughs> that's nice. They're not that, though, and that's the best thing. It was a complete bait and switch. Yeah, Games it was. like, oh, you, want, you wanted the old school High Elves. Like, they leaned into it, like, pointy Elves are back. <laughs> Here, look at these glorious High Elves, all in white, with their conical helmets and their lances and their horseback riders and whatnot. They didn't show us any of the weird crap until much later. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then we get into them. They've got such an interesting range of models because you have your, <laughs> your very standard. You've got your spearmen. You've got your bowmen. You've got your light cavalry, like all the stuff that's typical elf, right? you know, really harkening back to Warhammer Fantasy's high elves there. And then you've got the Alarith Stone Guard. You've got the Alarith Stone Mages. You have the Battle Cattle. <laughs> <laughs> Be for secrets. Um, Beefer of Secrets, you've got uh, the Light of Eltarion. You have Teclas, who, mm. despite his disappointing T-pose, is otherwise <laughs> absolutely incredible. Um, yeah. yeah, he really is. <laughs> like, in terms yeah. of a model range, they have such, like, breadth and versatility. It's mm. incredible. And then their overall aesthetic is nice and clean and beautiful, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then their lore is some of the best lore I think there is for Age of Sigma. I agree. Totally agree with that. It's, it's so really interesting weird to it is it is the fall of the eldar but like saved like Mm. what what could have happened if instead of being devoured by slanesh the eldar managed to pull themselves back from literally the brink yeah and rebuilt their civilization to what it is because it it is it is the story of the fall of the eldar and the rise of the craft worlds but Mm. they didn't go extinct as an entire race right in the middle no (laughs) You know, like, they they managed to pull back from the brick, and then they still went into, like, you know, specializing your crafts, going and fulfilling your role in society. But the overall message is, you know, exploitation, greed, jealousy, all these negative things, if they're allowed to build up into a society, it will burst over and break and destroy that society. Mm. And the best way to move forward is to renew yourselves, come together, work as a community, and work with the world around you. And, like, that shift from terrible capitalism elves to interesting like uh nature commun- uh eco-communist elves i guess is what they are now <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> is really really interesting as a story arc uh and who could forget the kid who stole his dad's wand and shot a hole <laughs> through reality <laughs> i love that man oh that was so good that, it was i remember reeling beautiful. off that list in the episode it was yeah. like 10 different things yeah <laughs> shot through, yeah just shoot to the edge of the fucking realm of light <laughs> with a laser. <laughs> so good. Yeah. So, no, so good. They are, 
wonderful. And again, they have so much room to expand in future. We mm-hmm. have seen literally two out of sort of four or five sub factions that they're meant to have. Yeah. So we have so much room. We haven't seen Tyrion. God nope. knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Teclis is a lie. Tyrion's missing. Oh, it's all going down, I tell you what. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. Uh, and I'm sure there'll be more things to come for them in Broken Realms because mm, Broken I Realms is so the too. elves playing God. So we'll see mm. We'll see how they do in that. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely solid answers. I agree with you all on that because, well, uh, well, before I talk about... Um, my uh suggestions because basically my top three are are the exact same three um well there we go my sort of couple of honorable mentions uh is probably um caradron overlords and the seraphon Mm. um what yeah obviously those both have both received a new battle time this year and a a couple of you know extra bits but not obviously to the to the level of the other factions we're just talking about but i i think what i'm pleased about those two is that um Obviously, again, similar to what you said about the Necrons, where they've gone from being quite low tier, well, as particularly the KO, mm. um, you yeah. know, in, to actually being quite, you know, to actually changing the meta, where they're actually, you yeah. know, they're, yeah. they're actually changing how things, you know, are, are built, really. So, I, you mm. know, so I'm glad that, you know, for better or worse, they're getting their sort of, you know, time in the sun, really. So, and mm. the same with the Seraphon, both, you know, one of my personal favorites doing really well as well. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think. Again, for me, it's the same three as those, uh, which <laughs> sort of makes sense, really, uh, for very similar yeah. reasons. Um, again, talking on the Lumineth again, uh, I, I, their their lore really, really surprised me. I was, mm. I was like yeah. you, I was sort of going in. Oh, it's going to be high elf stuff. That's cool. No, got no issue with that at all. But it's just going to be, you know, whatever, really. But like when we covered it on you know an episode on it i was actually quite blown away with how good their lore was uh, you know like mm. you said how how it connects with the the eldar um we you know the the, the amusing bits like you know the 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 lad who, <laughs> who nicked his uh dad's lance the fact that they're yeah. bouncing uh beastly predators yes. to other to yeah. other realms um <laughs> and just dumping them there was just awesome and just it you know i think for a new faction with not many units they they are quite fleshed mm. out um you know yeah. they and obviously we're seeing this now with especially with AOS where they do quite like having sort of quite elite you know factions at the moment mm. you know obviously we saw it with mm. the, the bone reapers as well again where you know they're yeah. very elite you know not a massive amount of models but enough to get you by um we saw it again with the deepkin came out a while back you know a few years ago um yeah, I, I think the Lumineth are really strong. I, I love their aesthetics. I think again, they're very intimidating to do. Um, you know, to me, I'd be I'd be uh, stone casting all those <laughs> just yeah. to, just oh, dry yeah. brush the hell out of them. <laughs> Don't worry Here's about the my details. Alarith army. With yeah, Veneria, <laughs> exactly. all made of stone. Venerary statues. There we go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but you know, they're gorgeous models apart from Teclis, and which well, again yeah. is a shame. But uh, do something about it. I think if I ever yeah. dealt with them and ever owned Techless, I would just do something about it. You know, yeah. there's always ways around it. You can it. repose them. I've seen people do it. Exactly. And, it, you know, he's an, an absolute juggernaut in the game as well. So, oh, God. I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I've, I've got a lot of respect for that faction. Uh, Sons of Bayamat, similar reasons. Again, I've, you know, started working on mine. Uh, I love the battle tome and the lore. Again, that's why I think we should, you know, hopefully cover it right at the start of next year. Mm. Uh, they're so amusing that like you said they're so strong compared to what you thought they could be like um 
Um, and like I said, for considering their options or, you know, their perceived lack of options, <laughs> you know, you still got quite a bit of diversity uh, oh, yeah. in, their, in their builds. You know, you can, you've got gargants that can kick objectives, you know, it, it's, <laughs> it's cool. Yeah. You've got them, you know, where they can literally eat enemies, you know, it's, yeah. it's awesome. Really, really cool. You can, yeah. You can, you can have, you can have a horde army with Sons of Behemoth, which is weird. Yeah. But like you can conceivably run one mega gargant and nine man crushers as a two thousand point list. It's like you got ten giants running around the board, and yeah, that's that's scary. Or you can go the other way and have just four mega gargants, and yeah. the army works either way. It's really yeah. interesting. It is. It really <laughs> is. I, I just like the, the. I I think it's a great balance because they've they've leaned into what they are. They're you know huge mm. giants that you know you're gonna have a low model count they're gonna be you know scary but then they can't be too overpowered but then they yeah. can't make them too bad you know as in they have to be able to compete otherwise it just you know people yeah. will struggle yeah. with them and they i think they've got that balance where they're not you know they're not op but they can definitely you can definitely get somewhere with them considering mm. again the low model count because of obviously the the way that they've done their rules and i think you know if you want a low model count okay they're you know the gargants aren't cheap which is obviously a a subject we've covered before but yeah you know it's again it's a bit like beast core raiders it's one of those armies you can knock up you know putting money aside you can knock up really quickly and you know get on the tabletop mm. and yeah. have a load of fun so I, I i think they are exactly what they should be i think you know mm. from a, a model and rules and law perspective i think they've got it spot on and then yeah. coming, you know coming back to the necrons again they've had such a good year you can't say otherwise really <laughs> they've they've you know they've had a complete overhaul um yeah i can't really add much to what you've already said to be honest um so as a winner um i don't know i do you know i think for me mm. the one that i just again most impressed with i think it'd be the lumineth i think yeah if i had to I pick one of the three i think they've yeah. just from a model and law perspective, and mm. also I feel it's mm. nice that we've got high elves back in, well, in AOS, but obviously from a fantasy perspective, I just think that they, yeah. th- again, they've got, they're another, you know, another cog in the wheel that can, you know, prov- I don't, mm. we'll, we'll see what they do in the future. I don't mean tabletop, I'm uh, talking law yeah. wise, you know, it'll be, it'll be, it will see like what, what role will they play in you know in the broken realms potentially with yeah. Slanesh. you know i again mm. it's another player that uh you know like like we saw with the bone reapers and we saw with the wrath of the ever chosen you know its own devoted narrative book and they come along mm. and sort of mix things up again illumineth is again another faction that i think could have a presence whereas in compare like compared to the sons of Bayamat, for example yeah you know, i don't yeah. see them changing the landscape whereas the illumineth i think yeah <laughs> you know yeah. have their place yeah, exactly. there i think yeah, absolutely. Cool. All right. Awesome. Right. Again, that. Right. So next, uh, similar one, but again, it's a bit broader, really. And this is update of the year. So mm. obviously, we were talking more about you know individual factions, but obviously, update of the year can be a faction, but then it could be a new book, it could be a new expansion. <laughs> you know, it's you know, it, yeah, an update uh, of some sort, yeah. uh, in some sort of capacity. I mean, it could be forty k itself. Um. <laughs> so yeah. So Cameron, what's your picks for this one? Well, for this one, I've gone extremely broad with it because one of these is updated model of the year, as in okay, yeah, a model who previously existed and now exists in a brand new, delicious-looking form. Mm. Um, <laughs> so, for updated model of the year, my pick would have to be Sergeant Ripper Jackson, who is hey. an update 
of a custom sculpted 54mm model from long mm. in the past, technically. But yeah. it's nonetheless an updated model, and she's so good. She's yeah. so wonderful. <laughs> I love her. She's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then I have a couple others. I have a book update of the year, which I'm going to put in favor of House of Blades for mm. Escher, mm. which was an incredibly fun book to read in terms of lore. I, I, again, I can I can talk for hours about how good value Necromunda books are compared to <laughs> anything else. The amount of interesting information and story locked away in those pages is great. Like, the Escher are all female, except this one-time ten male Escher just wandered in from the desert, confused about what year it was. <laughs> it was <laughs> really? like, what happened? And they saw what had happened, they immediately ran away and hid again, because they didn't want to be used for, <laughs> uh, blame them. for repopulation. <laughs> um, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. Like, rules-wise, it's delicate and interesting. They're more precise than the House of Chains update was. It's not a brute force, just slam your statistics up until you're better update. It is a pick, literally a pick your poison update yeah. uh, with your <laughs> chem alchemy and that kind of thing. It, tons of flavor, tons of versatility. Probably the only reason I didn't pick House of Iron for Orlock is because I don't have that and I haven't read it yet. I'm sure yeah, it would be a strong enough. contender either way. Um, and then for general update of the year, I am going to give it to 9th edition 40K. Yeah. What a what a change from eighth edition. Um, like the the basics of the game remain the same, but the overall feel, what you're aiming to do, is incredibly different, mm-hmm. and is hopefully going to perpetuate into all the codexes and to the upcoming battle plans. Like the amount of extra support, just the amount of extra mission packs we've already gotten, the amount of extra crusade stuff coming that that has already come out that we know is coming. The support for these subsystems is wonderful. The the focus on doing objectives you know having having it super clear this is how you get your points each match you want to customize your army pick your different secondary objectives based on your opponent so he's like i'm i'm fighting a space marine list with lots of uh lots of tanks and stuff i'll take uh whatever it's called big game hunter or whatever get get your points for destroying things with lots of wounds or they've got lots of characters so i'll take assassinate uh really lets you because in eighth edition you could play a scenario where you didn't have a lot of ways to interact with the main way to score, depending on how your yeah, army was true. built. Mm-hmm. It wasn't super common, but it happened to me a couple of times. Um, <laughs> if, it, it was very frustrating not being able to do anything at all, whereas, you know, you can get half your points from your secondary objectives if you yeah. manage to max yeah, them you out. Can. Yeah, yeah, like, you, You're in the fight as long as you've picked good objectives for how your army is going to run into the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they added on Crusade, which mm-hmm. is bloody amazing. <laughs> Like, <laughs> you get to you get your army to grow and things. I'm not sure how the community is going to take crusade armies interacting with non-crusade armies, but for people who run like little mini campaigns, this is a godsend. Mm. Here's a here's a way to get people invested in your campaign. We start with this, pick up your starting roster, play your games. They'll level and grow up. You can requisition more stuff, and they do interesting and cool things with it. Mm. Like Dark Angels have had a preview for what they're going to get for Crusade. You can capture a prisoner and interrogate him to upgrade one of your interrogator chaplains for <laughs> the rest of the rest amazing. of the crusade. Yeah. Uh, which someone did point out is very funny when you capture a tyranid for information on the fallen. But hey, whatever, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Um, but yeah, 
doing fun and interesting and crazy stuff like that is really good. Like I've listened to people break down the Crusade stuff from Codex Space Marines, apparently it's quite nice. And then they broke down stuff from uh, Codex Necrons and there is some crazy stuff in there. Like your Necron Lord can go crazy and become a Destroyer Lord uh, or they they can become subject to the Flayer Virus, all that kind of weird and kooky and wonderful stuff that really lets you add flavor to your army as it grows. And I think that extra personal touch is going to be really fun. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Th- those are my three updates. Uh, yeah. Sergeant Ripper Jackson's okay. updated models, House of Blades, <laughs> and 40k 9th edition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's cool. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I, again, agree with those. I think, especially with, like I said, 40k, 40k was one of mine as well. And, yeah, mm-hmm. I think the fact that, you know, especially with Crusade, they've given a good chunk of the playing community something that they really wanted and it's mm, a nice yeah. base and the fact that like i said they're adding to it every codex the fact that there's extra you know effectively dlc books coming out to yeah. to you know to for, you know further expand it it doesn't stop people homebrewing stuff um nope. i like nope. i like that they've sort of created that nice sort of balance between um you know a competitive but also casual way of playing you know is in you're not going full on you know mm. match play tournament level but you know you no, can bring yeah. some cool stuff, and you know you, you know you, there's ways to to play with you know like where you know your opponent gets you know more command points depending on the difference between the two armies and things like that. And yeah, mm. it, it just gives that lovely bit of flavor from a conversion point of view, and you know obviously playing on the tabletop. Uh, I I like the way Ninth Edition has gone. To be honest, I think it, mm. it just you know um, I've only played um, uh, I think one game of it, but the yeah, more than me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah and then but obviously mo- most more of my experience is down to watching bat reps and things and it just i just think mm. it flows better i lo- like yeah. i like the fact they've embraced that objective way of playing uh that you see in aos because i think that's a better way of playing these games rather than just killing the opponent and yeah, yeah i think that again we're only we're only still you know six months or so into ninth edition there's all these codexes still to come we're going to see you know expansions you know we've seen obviously the uh the, the rust one that's coming on the way um yeah, you know so yeah. you know we'll we'll see so i think it's in a it's in a good position um i would also say i know we're only one into it but broken realms is one of my yeah um oh one of my, my votes because you know for, <laughs> for, for for book one because again let's put it in perspective you know because you're obviously like we said we're going to compare it to psychic awakening obviously the first mm. psychic awakening one which obviously was the eldari jakari one and you know it it you know it was fine but it felt a bit flat in in some yeah. respects whereas broken realms is bang here you go Here's oh yeah awesome yeah. cool lore we're mixing stuff up where you know we're literally changing the landscape and mm. Mm. you know and and the first few factions have got some really cool stuff you know to yeah, to really absolutely. sort of change them up so i think that's been I, i've you know i've read it the lore is fantastic um mm. try not to say too much but well we sort of have to really <laughs> in 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 a way i just uh, think if this is book one i cannot wait to see what we've got to come with more realms i'm yeah. extremely excited about absolutely. what we're going to see and and i and uh, you know and right quick spoiler because you know we can't mm. keep dodging around oh, it because yeah, yeah. we're going to mention it or i'm going to mention it in a bit later anyway is you know the fact that anvil guard is now harker on um mm. you know where they literally decided to remove a city or you know in yeah. a manner of speaking yeah. um you know they had the guts to do that you know i think yeah you know 
where we're not actually that far into AOS in, in, you know, in a grand scheme of things, we're only a few years into it. So the fact they've gone, right, Amvergaard, mm. you don't exist anymore. You know, <laughs> on. And, you know, and obviously all the reasons behind that as well. And the fact, but yeah. then it's cool that they've allowed you to play as Anvilgard still. That you know that yeah. that's the loyalists that are still around, and or you can play as Harker on, which Historical. is what I've done recently yeah. um, myself when I was playing <laughs> on TTS. And mm. yeah, I, I just think you know if they're willing to do this, that you know that wait to see what we get from Broken Realms. And yeah. I think the other update for me. Um, it's a combination of Necrons and the Space Marines, really. Obviously, Necrons mm. goes without saying. We, we, we don't need to say any more well, about yeah, that. We, yeah. They've been overboard. <laughs> They're looking amazing. Um, but I would say Space Marines, and what I mean by that is I like... Um, I mean, the model. some of the models that they've got this year, I mean, some, some have been cool, some have been okay. You know, it's been a mix. Mm. Yeah. Uh, again, yeah. it's the, the whole Primaris thing. But I, I must admit, I like what they've done with Space Marines. I like the fact they've toned them down a bit, but they're still really good the fact that yeah. they've made they've given people reasons to take the old marines again the firstborn ones you know so i think uh, you know overall they've they've struck a better balance i think the space marines and i like the fact that they've given you know okay some people are not going to like them still which is fine that's the way it goes but i think yeah is that that combination of taking them down a peg but also giving them more options so people that have still got a lot of tactical marines assault marines a lot of the old stuff can you know mm. can run them still viably and not have to you know sort of chuck them on their shelf i think that's awesome <laughs> to be honest i think that's really good yeah. um yeah so um i think overall if i had to pick one uh, yeah it's between ninth edition and broken realms i'm more excited yeah. about broken realms really but, no that's fair yeah you know um i think i think personally like the the punch of broken realms like mm. ninth edition is something to be excited for like it's still percolating it's out there but it's not complete till we've got a whole bunch more codexes out realistically speaking true uh yeah uh whereas i think broken realms it's out now its effects mm. have happened we have <laughs> yeah. been excited for it. We continue to be excited for it. Um, I spend several times a day going, man, they just, they did that. Yeah. That's what they <laughs> yeah. did. Yeah. Man. Um, yeah. It, it feels big. And I think mm. in terms of like, in terms of what I want an update to be, like the next quote unquote psychic awakening style thing for 40K has to be at least this good. It yes. has to be this it impactful because otherwise. It's just a disappointment in comparison. Yeah. 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 But it's great. Psycho Awakening gets a pass because it happened before this, but now we know how good it can be. Yeah. Can't let us down now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's exactly how I feel. I, I just, I'm genuinely mm. excited for, I said, any more Broken Rails because of the great combination of new, you know, new rules. The fact that mm. even this first one, you can now play as a full Dark Elves army with your, with your, daughters of Cain, you know they've, yeah, I said they've completely yeah. eradicated a city and and mixed it up they <laughs> they made marathi a god now you know it's like properly yeah, yeah. smashing through the law going here we go you know no mucking around and that's what i love to see because you you know they you know gw need to have the balls to do this when it's appropriate mm. you know you can't do it yeah. all the time because otherwise it's like everything if they if they completely mix things up every five minutes then it get it but, you know, people come numb to it and it won't have yeah, that impact. Yeah. But, you know, but I think they need to do it a bit more with 40K. They need to make it a bit more, you know. But, hey, mm. 
So, right, next category. Uh, we've got, only got a few more left now. Uh, the yeah. next one is the Naughty Naughty of the Year. Um, so, <laughs> Naughty Naughty of the Year is... Uh, is uh, we'll, we'll try and do this one quickly because obviously we don't want to be negative, but yeah. this is basically where GW have sort of, you know, dropped the ball dropped a bit. Dropped the ball. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, in the year. Exactly. You know, so we're, again, we, we, we try to be a positive show, so we don't want to be all oh, negative, yeah. but... Uh, yeah. you know, but we it's still uh, a right has a rightful place as an award on it. So so yeah, what what mm-hmm. do you think? What's the main things you think that they've dropped the ball on oh. this year? Well, um, <laughs> to be fair, I think a lot of the things Games Workshop has dropped the ball on this year were not entirely within their control. Yes. So a lot of these I'm not as mad about as I could, mm-hmm. but but. <laughs> <laughs> Psychic Awakening finishing something like 10 days before 9th edition basically came out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> bit rough. Um, yeah. yeah. Like, for context, hey, Death Guard got a bunch of cool new rules in Psychic Awakening. I haven't mm. used them. I haven't been able to play a game of 40k this year. Yeah. It's just not happened. Because Jesh yeah. is at the world broadly. Um, yes. <laughs> and, like, for a lot of people, it feels bad for Death Watch players. Psychic mm. Awakening A wasn't very good, and B came out in a white dwarf, as yeah, opposed to a book know, like yeah. everyone else got. Save for Harlequins, although their one was at least a good update. So yeah, they got that on them at least. Um, it just felt a bit botched overall, which is a shame because it was a fun and interesting premise. Yeah, it was and like, definitely. Yeah, and like I think it, I think they started too strong, starting with the Eldar versus Dark Eldar box. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, it's going to be a big box and a new model for every single one of these. Like, nah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, nah, not really. Well, there'll yeah. be a new model, but not for each faction. Um, there's a bit of slip up. It could have been better. We've seen how Broken Realms is. We know it can mm-hmm. be that good now. Uh, so hopefully uh, Warzone Caradon uh, coming sometime next year will be that good. Uh, yeah. That'll be the new Vigilus equivalent, I guess. Um, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sons of Bayamat pricing. We've talked about this <laughs> extensively on the show. Yeah. Those boys are too expensive. Yes. Is the one dampener on how wonderful that release is because that faction yes. is incredible. It is cost prohibitive, as a lot of parts of the hobby have become over the last mm-hmm. couple of years, quite honestly. But it's a luxury hobby. What are you going to do, I guess? There are other options out there, as I'm sure <laughs> Matt is aware. Um, yeah, yes. <laughs> not saying recast, I'm just saying alternative models. It's fine. Mantic games. <laughs> mm. Mm. Go um, check them out. And listen, last year we were all talking about Box FIFA. Mm. And Box FIFA continued on into this year, and it was its crowning moment. The crowning moment of, dear God, how many boxes did they actually print? Was it two and a half? Uh, was the Indomitus release yes. this year. <laughs> yeah. uh, I was fortunate. I was in Australia where it took about an hour and a half to sell out. Mm. <laughs> Some people, like those living in the United Kingdom, the heart <laughs> of Warhammer as a franchise, it sold out in about 15 seconds. Yeah, That's not a lie. lie. Yeah. Some people <laughs> did not have time to refresh the page no. before it was gone. <laughs> We we recorded an episode while yes. it was ongoing, and you yes. were searching for a copy for yourself yeah. and Martin. <laughs> it was, yeah. I said you had it live. <laughs> it yeah. Was, yeah, yeah, it was it traumatic. Was, uh, <laughs> it was pretty rough. Um, yeah, 
Now, that was a big slip up. To their credit, mm. they immediately put the box on made to order after that. Yes, and, they did. And uh, actually, the whole stack of them just showed up at my local games workshop. Mm. They've, they've finally come out. But it was it really highlighted the issues they've been having with these limited box releases. It is a big problem. Uh, it's probably not going to stop being a problem anytime soon unless they adopt the same model where we've got an initial run that we can get to you within two weeks and then you can do a made-to-order for one per customer. Mm. No one needs more than one, really. Not like really. Commission, pa- commission painters, maybe, but then they can just get the client to buy their own copy and send it That's to them true. to paint yeah. and stuff That's like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I kind of dropped the ball there. And then honorable mention, not an actual contender. Where are my goddamn Geth Death Guard Games Workshop? <laughs> Come on! <laughs> what are you doing? They should do uh, Realm and Rune Bingo. How many times will Cameron... <laughs> How many times will I mention the fact that 2,000 shipping containers, presumably containing Death Guard, got lost at sea between yeah. China and America? Um, <laughs> I'm just saying, there is... There is 100% there is at the bottom of the Pacific Ocean, Pacific Ocean, Atlantic Ocean, one of those oceans is a box literally filled with Death Guard codexes, and it makes me so mad. <laughs> and ironically, you know, it's in the ocean going rusty and yeah. Uh, decrepit, yeah. <laughs> thanks, uh, being released at a different time than it was probably yeah. planned to, thanks to yeah. COVID. Probably That's should have come yeah. out like October, November. Mm, yeah, I don't But hey, so. here we are. Yeah. Um, Fortunately, they've got multiple layers of failsafe, so Vansara are releasing instead, I guess. But hey, yeah, uh, it really sucks, uh, yeah, especially definitely. because I think a lot of people's fears about the Codex would have been uh, heavily averted if they were able to get it, get previews from like reviewers in hand this week. Uh, mm. But we've got to wait until an unspecified time, quote, early next year. So <sighs> it's quite possible we might be waiting until March. Yeah, because I imagine yeah, they have to reprint. They have to reprint the entire U.S. stock, presumably, of codex. Yeah, I would imagine so. That's yeah, gonna, that's going to take some time, which really sucks. Yeah. Um, but that one's almost a hundred percent not their fault. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I am kind of salty. They still kept running the Death Guard focused articles. Yeah, the entire <laughs> I know, week that's... after they <laughs> said, "Hey, the codex is uncoming." If you if you if they'd stopped there and gone. And we're not going to tell you anything about it because we don't want you to be worried. We'll just tell you the rules when it's actually coming out. Sure, fine. And then they ran, like, the Vansar articles. Because there's been no articles about how the new Vansar work. Yeah. And they're on pre-order now, which is very weird and unusual. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That one's not their fault, so I can't really blame it for it. But, yes, Box Fever, Big Boy Pricing, and (laughs) Psychic Awakening Shuffles uh, are my three main issues this year. That's fair enough. Yeah, I mean, like I said, they, we, you know, the premise with all these is anything, you know, world related is not out of their control. You know, like I said, yeah. we're just trying to focus on the ones where it's like they they made a conscious decision, and you know, it's nothing to do with you know pandemics yeah. and yeah. things like that. Um, yeah, I mean, m- most of mine are you know similar to yours. Uh, definitely, Sons of Bayer Matt pricing. Uh, ranted about that before on the show. Uh, yeah. Same for Catacombs as well um yeah, for war yeah. cry uh, again similar where it's just needlessly you know more expensive than it should be 
but again we've we've touched upon that before again yeah, i agree yeah. in, about indomitus uh again they it, it was made a little bit better the fact that they made the they did the made to order uh mm. way of doing it which hopefully is something that we're going to see more of they did it with blood bowl as well recently so uh yeah so you know fingers crossed that's something that's a, a negative that's eventually going to turn into a positive over time as well yeah um yeah i think the two main apart from those ones the other main two things i feel that they dropped the ball on is ninth edition in the sense of similar to what you're saying where they've gone from psychic awakening straight into it i still feel mm. it's very messy because we're waiting yeah. for codexes um you know they've had to do massive faqs you know pages long uh, which mm. i know there was always going to be a bit of faq but it still feels really messy about what you need to be up to date with your faction and what's to play and things like that. Um, yeah. I, st- I, I feel going from one edition to another, they could do it better. It always yeah, still feels definitely. really, you know, like you said, messy. The fact that they've done all these psychic awakening books, were, but then with the some of the codexes coming up, they're integrating the rules into them anyway, or completely disregarding mm. them in some cases. Yeah. And you think, well, what was the point of that in the first place? Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, it's it, like I said, it's, I just think it's, Ninth edition itself is really good. I just think the way that they're introducing stuff is it just yeah feels off really. And again, I know it, it happens every edition, but the whole co- waiting for Codex is taking its time. It never mm. feels right. It always makes things off balance where factions are waiting for their updates. And and like I said, Death Guard have been in a good position. Um, <laughs> you know, going into ninth edition, one of the highlights. But yeah. now that there's a potential where they may drop significantly because of when, whenever their codex comes out. Ironically, maybe their codex, you know, coming, being delayed is a, you know, a blessing in disguise where they can be a little bit stronger mm. for a while before they potentially we'll go see. down in power level. But we, we don't knows? know. You know, you got to wait, you got to wait for the codex. <laughs> um, I think my, one of my biggest ones this year, actually, um, which doesn't affect me dramatically, but has frustrated me a lot mm. is the app situation. Now, uh, yeah. the, this is sort of twofold. Obviously, this is the 40K app. We obviously know that it when it first came out, um, it was buggy. It was arguably not really worth the, the subscription when it came out. Um, obviously, you know, you get a code. You then put it, you know, when a codex comes out and use it on that. Um, and obviously, it has recently, you know, been in the Battleforge now has now gone into beta mm. Uh, for people yeah. to use um i used it for five minutes and it literally kept crashing so i've not been oh. able to use it since i cannot uh, do my chaos space marine army in uh, in there at the moment because yeah. when i try yeah. to change the loadout it it falls over and crashes so uh, which is not not cool um no no and obviously in a way because they've been focused on that they've it's obviously taken the attention away from the azir app in in aos mm, and what's yeah. happened is where people are waiting ages for the aos app to get updated like when you know sons of behemoth lumineth uh broken mm. realms are taking a, yeah. quite a long time um because obviously the resource is going on the 40k app which i appreciate to a degree because obviously if there's only so many developers you know that that, that can do stuff they you know obviously have to prioritize their work i'm a developer myself i know how that works but yeah. the, 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 the big but with that is that people are paying money for it. And that's the mm. big difference. Yeah. People, I know it's only 99p over here a month for Vizier, so it's not a great deal of money. But still, people are paying money. And if, you, mm. if they're waiting, you know, and, and if they're paying, the app should be as up-to-date as possible, you know, like it used to be yeah. with, with AOS, where, you know, the, the, the app would get updated the week before a faction was getting 
updated or coming into existence. You know, whereas now it's the complete opposite, where the people are waiting weeks and months for, mm. you know, for it to come. And that's not right. I think when people are paying for it, if it was a free app, I know it is free, you know, but obviously if you want to use the builder in it and the other features, then you are paying for it. And yeah, that, you know, you cannot wait too long you know when people are paying money because otherwise people are paying yeah. money and not using it and that's not fair so i think they they could do a lot better on that because you know even if it's simply mm. by getting more resource in you know paying paying more developers you know to get get the you know as they up to date whilst the the other developers are working on the 40k app so you know yeah. it's yeah. and again there are apps where people are paying subscriptions for and i think when yeah. that's happening you need to get your ass into gear a bit more you know, compared to when Absolutely. it's complete, everything's completely free. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think of all of them, my <laughs> saying that, that's probably <laughs> my biggest bugbear is probably the Sons of Bayer map, I would say, the yeah. Mega Gargants. I can't yeah. get over why they're charging the amount they're charging for that model, especially when you're going to need multiple of them. I think it's... Yeah, it's egregious. You know, yeah, it's needless. I don't, they, they, you know, they, they were never going to be cheap, and I never expect them cheap. But they just they're yeah. extortionately expensive for what they are, and considering how many you're going to need, I think it's a very un, it's a very unfair price. I would yeah. say, yeah, absolutely. That would be my pick. Naughty, naughty. Sons of Bayamat, <laughs> you fools! All right, last <laughs> category of the awards. That's cool. it. Right. Okay. So this is surprise of the year. Um, again we may go over ones that we've said before um so yeah this is something that's been announced this year um you know something good something bad uh something and well it's surprise so it's something unexpected um so yeah what what are your suggestions for this one uh honorable mention to the coronavirus uh good job surprising all of us this year Mm. bloody hell Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i think don't think anyone's quite wrapped their heads around that still yet. Uh, but no, I don't think they have. there was lots of good surprising things out of Warhammer, at least. Yes, um, it was. So, first on my list of surprise is Robot Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Man, uh, the Adeptus Mechanicus keep getting weird. I absolutely adore it. Robot <laughs> Cowboys are so cool. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they got all kinds of crazy stuff now. It was... Yeah. yeah. They got they every every brand new Adeptus Mechanicus release is like a joy of crazy like 1950s sci-fi creativity. <laughs> it's perfect. Mm. Uh, surprise number two: the Battle Cattle. Uh, yes. <laughs> when they first showed off Luminous Realm Lords, everyone was like, "Yeah, they're high elves." Ooh, and they no one no one expected the twenty foot tall cow mountain with a hammer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're an absolutely gorgeous model. I've seen them used to make several other things, such as a vermin lord. Uh, yeah, yeah. They 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 were just so unexpected. Like literally, when when they were finally shown off, no one no one knew what they were looking at. I I saw a spoiler <laughs> of it, and I was so confused that I couldn't explain it properly to the chat. <laughs> like it's it's crazy. Um, they were super cool, but. I think my biggest surprise for this year was something I didn't think would ever happen. Hmm. It's Sigvold. Yeah. <laughs> the Magnificent. He was yeah. announced this year. He counts. Uh, yeah, I really didn't expect this yeah. to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, they were like, oh, there's a super vain soul trapped in a mirror in mm. uh, in Warhammer Underworlds. I'm like, oh, that's cool. It's, it's a Sigvold reference. It's probably not actually Sigvold, though. And then it's like, 
uh, Beast Gravekin is like, oh, someone broke the mirror. Some some foolish Dwarden broke that mirror, and now the soul is free. <laughs> oh, what a problem! They're like, you know, it sounds like it might be something. They're like, Sigvold, he's back. He's he's a demon prince. He's beautiful. I can't wait for him to come out with the rest of the Slanesh models. Like, I was expecting, I was expecting Slanesh models to come at some point. Yeah. Mm. Like, Head Knights of Slanesh feels like a demon battle tome rather yes, than a yeah. Slanesh battle tome in, in mm-hmm. its entirety. Yeah, I agree. So they had to bring models eventually. We got the preview for the Lord of the Pain, who's out now, uh, the new Slanesh model hero. We got the preview for Diachasm, so showing even more Slanesh models. And then here comes Sigvold with his Myrmidesh Painbringers, his Simberesh Twin Souls, his hidden Slangor Hordes. <laughs> behind him in all the backs of the shots. Yep. I was so surprised. He is beyond perfect. I <laughs> weep for the wrists and fingers and eyes of whatever poor bastard had to paint him. Oh, no. <laughs> Luckily, they did a fantastic job of that. <laughs> Luckily, they did a fantastic job, but it must have been, like, literally two months of their life. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, yeah, th- those, are the, those are my three big surprises of the yeah. year. They were all... Great surprises. I think yeah. for me, Sigvold is eking it out just because yeah. Sigvold. Come on, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't disagree with that. Uh, yeah, I've got I've, I've got Sigvald as one of my main ones. Again, mm-hmm. I never expected it. Uh, you know, it's again, it's ironic that we covered his novel a year, almost a year yeah. to the day, but yeah. <laughs> before, uh, and that happens. Um, and I was, yeah, I was, I was surprised. I, I always thought we would see Slaneshi mortals eventually, mm. but I was surprised we would see him this soon. You know, it's only, yeah. I say it's only 18 months a, since, you know, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, but that's since we saw the header nights, but yeah, uh, I'm surprised we're seeing them already. And especially with Sigvald, that was a lovely early Christmas present for us all. Mm. Um, yeah. and obviously we'll be a, yet another present when we get to hopefully get him next year. Um, I think the other surprises for me was something I've already touched upon, mm. which is Anvil Guard. I was surprised that yeah. that happened, you know, again, um, I love the fact that when, you know, they, they rip the lore up and, you know, and, and completely overhaul things or, you know, change things dramatically. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Um, the Necron overhaul to a degree as well. I was surprised mm. to the level they went to. I was surprised that they yeah. were one of the main two factions in ninth edition, to be honest. Um, yeah. I, you know, yeah. you know, it always be space Marines, but I didn't see Necrons being it. And I didn't see them getting that much of an overhaul um Mm. once upon a time so i was i mean i'm so glad for people that love necrons uh but yeah it just completely took me off guard really um and and talking of that side of things i suppose the indominus made to order as well Mm. i was surprised that i mean in a a good surprise in the sense that obviously after the like i said what we already covered where indominus was sold out far too quickly i was surprised that they did the made to order um, I mean, it, it mm. should be a given in a, in a way now, you know, in looking back in hindsight, but I was, how yeah. quickly they decide, right, we'll do it made to order. And I think, you know, that's a, that is an awesome, you know, reaction to what was, mm, you know, definitely. initially a bad situation. So I was really surprised yeah. that the, that they did it that quickly as well. Um, and then, and then Teclis as well. Uh, Teclis <laughs> is one of my, my surprises. Not the fact he exists. Um, no. it's the, <laughs> I'm just surprised that the, that they let him out with that pose. <laughs> so mm, just, yeah, it still gets me. Him a little first. Yeah, I'm just surprised. <laughs> and again, I know it's subjective. I appreciate that. Yeah, I don't. Want, I don't sure. want to keep moaning. But I just think, yeah, oh, sure what? Someone loves what? Him. Just <laughs> one amazing model sport by that pose. But hey, I don't want to dwell upon that. Um, no. Yeah. I, so yeah, 
it would be Sigvald for me. I did not, yeah. a- absolutely did not see that coming at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm not surprised when we do see callbacks to Warhammer Fantasy, but Sigvald no. was not one of them I was going to, I no, thought we'd no. see, to be honest. He was uh, very definitively dead. <laughs> exactly. So I'm, I'm, I'm very much surprised. And that is, like I said, a wonderful surprise. Thank you, Games Workshop. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so that has been the 2020 awards that yeah. uh, we've come to. I mean, it's been good because we've pretty much agreed on all of them or at least yeah. most of them. Yeah. I was surprised by how many of them were exactly the same. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, Cameron, a few episodes ago, we had that whole Kate Blanchett thing. Yeah, yeah, we are we are joined at some key potential <laughs> level apparently. Exactly. So we shouldn't be surprised really. So <laughs> um so yeah, so all worthy winners. It just shows what a fantastic, you know, despite the world situation, what a fantastic year we've had for Games Workshop oh, yeah. and Warhammer. Yeah. It's just been it's been oh, absolutely awesome. God. End of last year, we said we had no idea how we were going to keep up with the coming year. How little did we know? <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, um, but remember, this this entire year of incredible, crazy releases is with Games Workshop shutting down for almost like two and a half months. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it was yeah throughout various bits of the year. Like I, I am beyond impressed with how, as a company, they've handled this. Yeah, I'm beyond I impressed agree. with them returning their coronavirus stimulus to the UK government. Uh, I did. Good yeah, on you. you didn't need it. Got all your money. Uh, Everyone, I'm I'm impressed with most of the communities taking this in stride really well. Like people encouraging others to keep up hobby when yeah. they have to go through social isolation or lockdown things. It's been, it's been a good year to have a hobby. I think it's the best way <laughs> yeah. to put it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I I spent five weeks and I left the house two or three times in those five weeks, and it's a good thing I had something to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's it, it, that's the thing. It's brought a lot of us together. I mean, we already were brought together beforehand, but it's just it's just enhanced that even more. And mm. you know, we'll talk about that when we sort of give our thanks to everyone at the end of the show. But yeah, it's it's been a it's been a crazy year. Um, and it, in a way, you know, hopefully, it's you know, this Warhammer has kept us a bit sane in in some cases. You know, I suppose mm. it depends on your individual situations, but you know. It, in a way, you know, it's brought a lot of us, let's say, closer together. We're doing more together. We're keeping each other going and, you know, and having that lovely shared experience where, you know, you, yeah. you love things all together. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you know, like we've, you know, we've been in a lot of the, the, uh, reveal streams, you know, on our, in our discord and chatting to people mm. and, and getting excited together. And it, it's wonderful, you know, when, when you're having dark times because of the world at the moment, it's lovely to have those little moments just to help, you know, keep you going. And, you know, okay, it, at the end of the day, it's plastic soldiers, but it, it means a lot to us, <laughs> you know, in general. Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, it it's, yeah, it's been a, a real blessing in a very funny year. So, and hopefully <laughs> those awards, you know, show that and show you the, yeah. you know, sort of the yeah. level, you know, that, that despite all things, the level of release and level of new stuff coming through is still, they're still absolutely smashing it. They really are. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that yeah. will not change going into 2021. Um, nope. So uh, talking to 2021, <laughs> uh, we're going to take our break now. And then when we return, we're going to smash through some Discord questions and then talk about 2021 and all the plans yeah. and hopes that we <laughs> may see. Back soon. <laughs> 
Welcome back. And welcome back to the second half of the 2020 awards slash wrap up slash discord questions slash 2021 <laughs> talk show. Uh, <laughs> so I said in the first part, we've obviously done our 2020 awards. And now for this sort of second half, I said, we're going to answer or quick fire answer some questions from our discord to do with 2020 mm-hmm. slash 21. And then like I said, we'll wrap up the show with 2021. I, you know, plans and hopes. So let's go to the discord. Mm-hmm. And well, I said, we've got, yeah, got quite a few out here. So like I said, we asked everyone, you know, it's wrap up show. Give us your 2020, 2021 questions. So let's start with, uh, Mr. Stephen Rhodes. He's asked, what do you hope to see from AOS 3.0 in 2021? Obviously that's the, mm. the, the under the assumption that we will see AOS three. Next <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Um, yes. I want Broken Realms to be about this whole Slanesh sub-storyline. That's why it's involving all the elves. So I want AOS mm-hmm. 3.0 to come out with a model for Gorka Morka. <laughs> yes. I'm aiming high. Some yeah. of the other gods are getting them. Why doesn't he have one? Yeah. And you could even make it like a, like a triple model. Have the big two-headed Mega Gargant-sized version of him. And then halfway through the game, if you heard enough, he splits into two, like... <laughs> regular gargant sized orcs you know yeah i'm feeling that i'm feeling that Mm. yeah um i think i i hope that it this sounds a weird hope but i i I hope they don't change it too much because i like the way aos is i like as a rule set i think it's solid you know you can always tweak it but i hope they don't dramatically overhaul it because i don't feel it Mm. needs it um i hope they introduce a crusade type system i know this path yes. of glory but that's not you know in i think in a good enough shape really going forward so i hope they they mm. like they've done with 40k and learnt from aos i hope it works the other way around and think yeah let's let's introduce you know the aos version of crusade and sort of properly flesh it out and encourage people to to do yeah. it uh, i hope yeah. sort of talking what you're saying about gorka morka i hope that we see a destruction faction as one of the two mm. you know the two main ones like we saw yeah. you know, with every edition obviously it's probably going to involve, involve stormcast so i'd like stormcast <laughs> you know versus a destruction faction whether it's gits or ogres or or what or something new who knows um yeah that would be cool i think that'd be really cool and uh yeah i i just hope they just keep smashing it with with aos mm. i'm just so happy with how well they keep you know updating the game really so i yeah that's it don't you know <laughs> introduce a few new things don't mix it up too much um know what they should do what's they should that? power level yeah, yeah. doesn't need points Change yeah. the power level. It, you're actually very right on that, considering that you don't need to worry about point like points for like uh, equip, you know, for mm. weapons and things like yeah. that. It would, yeah, yeah, it would actually work quite well. Um, and I hope we just they carry on with you know new ways of playing. I know you sort of see that in mm. uh, the general's handbook, like where they introduce meeting engagements and things like that. But again, yeah. just continue that. You know, maybe throw in something else that. Uh, yeah. to mix it up maybe you know maybe even you know their version of apocalypse and things like that for some people but um mm. cool right uh tom asks what model are you most proud of painting slash converting this year well uh i actually just did a whole post about this uh because warhammer <laughs> community is doing a thing where you share the model you are most proud of for the year yes yeah yeah um and mine is actually buddy uh one of my goliath gangers from my gang um He's not the best painted model I've done this year, but mm. I think he's my favorite and I'm most proud of him because I learned so much painting him 
Like, I learned how to do stubble, I really worked out skin tones and brighter colours. Pardon me, on him. Uh, and also, uh, <laughs> I, I, I did a whole Necromata campaign, and he was the rock for my gang for the first <laughs> half of that campaign before he met yeah. his ill-timed fate at the hands of a mining laser. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he, was, he was super reliable, he's super cool. He, he's an unconverted model, he's just a stock Goliath, but something mm-hmm. about him, every time yeah. I look at him, I'm like, yeah, that's my dude, that's Buddy. That's, that's your last, He's my yeah. favourite. <laughs> cool. Um, um, I think for me, I, I mean, I've done a lot more converting than painting this year, but I think my, mm. my two that, that come to mind is probably my, and they're fairly recent ones as well. One is my Ogre Butcher. I'm really happy mm. with, you know, converting mm. him from the Nightmare Hulk from, yeah. uh, from Rogue Trader kill team. So yeah, I'm really happy with him. I just need to said paint him up and probably my Death Guard Contemptor, uh, which has mm. lots of body parts from, the maggot kin of Nurgle and things like that. Um, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm happy. I need to. I want to carry on with him. I don't want to add a bit more green stuff and and tentacles yeah, and such definitely. like. But yeah, I'm I'm happy with how he's been coming along. I must go back to him. Uh, right next from Valeru, he says, "Will Eldar ever be a supported faction?" <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, never. Yeah. No, no. no. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean. They got a they got the tiniest crumb of support with Psychic Awakening uh, yes. early on with the new Howling Banshees and Giants are. I think that is a prelude. I think Necrons have already got a sweeping bonus here. They've got sweeping changes. We've seen a tease for what looks like a plastic uh, leather Thesprax for Dark Elder. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. Craftworld Eldar are going to get the Necron-style sweeping overhaul this mm. edition. Yes. Because, like... Half the army is fine cast. That's yeah. not an overstatement. It is the truth. Mm-hmm. Half the army and the coolest bits of the army are all fine cast. All the aspect warriors except Howling Banshees yeah. are That's fine cast. Right. All the Phoenix Lords except Giants are fine cast. A whole bunch of special characters and stuff are still in need of those plastic kits. I think Eldara do that kind of massive overhaul, and it's yeah. harder than say like Orcs have a bunch of have basically all plastic kits. For basically every role, they've just got new vehicles and stuff. Elder have had one redone unit, one redone character, and that's it yeah. for the longest time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think they're they're overdue. They're uh, they're overhaul really. I think I I always got the impression that the James R. Howling Banshee uh, update was just to tick things over. Mm. I think that they yeah. will. I genuinely believe they will get almost a necron type overhaul at some point not necessarily next year but yeah. i think they w- yeah. they will get one one day i i i can i can you know put money on it, it they are not i know they they seem a very neglected faction which i i completely understand because you know they they're seeing all these other factions getting brand new models and and craft worlds hmm. must be going when is it our time so i i totally get that um i don't think it'll be for a while but yeah i it it, it will happen I'm 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 adding yeah. that, that they will get it and it will it will be complete as well, not just here's one unit and then you know that's mm. all you get really. So uh next from Joseph Josta Jojo. Uh he <laughs> he <laughs> asks, what is your uh, what are your favorite and least favorite changes in forty K ninth edition compared to eight? Oh, this is easy. Uh I like the greater focus on objectives and I like Crusade. Yep. I don't like that 10 points of the game force you to have your models painted to a certain standard. 
Yes. It should just I... be, are they painted? Even yeah. And that's for, like, tournament play level, like, casual, ignore yeah. this 10. Don't I... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I comp- I'd actually say your favourite to the Crusade and the objective base, which we already spoke about earlier, are probably my favourite bits. Least favourite, I would say, is is probably the objective side of things in the sense that, uh, mm. similar to what you're saying about, you know, getting 10 points for a painted army, I find that, that you know, the fact you can go all the way up to 100 points, it just seems a bit messy at times. I'm like, you know, when you're, yeah. even when you're watching Bat Rats, I'm like, who the hell is winning? Like, even if they're keeping track of things, because it's like, ah, I'm, you know... F- 50 points ahead and then all of a sudden they claw 40 back it just i don't know it just feels like i'm just i like victory points where it's like you know it's single numbers (laughs) ultimately you know you're winning four two you know at the moment and it's Mm. you know it's quite you know i i feel it's almost like the numbers are too inflated to keep track of Mm. at times i feel it you know i love the secondary objective idea i think that's completely awesome and 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 works i just think that the the points way of working it out is just always feels a bit messy. messy Yeah. in my mind really uh right next uh horsafian and he asks if 40k takes an older faction already present in the law to revamp slash bring back or make for the first time which factional army would you want to see zotes yeah <laughs> that's it yeah I, mean, I can't say the other one because every time you say the other one they push it back but i yeah. will say zotes <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I oh i don't know um i don't know what i'd want to uh to see to one. I, I i think i would like i know this is sort of a bit cheeky because they sort of do already exist i wish that the inquisition had its own mm. proper faction rather than just yeah. being a couple of inquisitors and a couple of random models i would like it to have you could actually properly bring an inquisit inquisition mm. army of sorts yeah so i know that i love of, that old not, uh the old demon hunters codex was so good like that yeah i i think i feel like they need proper you know fleshing out rather than just being a few models and that's it i would love to see them getting again their proper overhaul and uh models as well uh right mm. uh alan asks what is the best prediction you guys made this year which came <laughs> true in brackets we know all of them come true at some point but let's limit it to just this year <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. I can't remember what we predicted. Yeah, this year, we've made honest. all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, we 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 talked about Celestial models way back when, but yeah, yeah, I don't know if that really counts. That was kind of a given. Um, no, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna claim responsibility for Sigvold the Magnificent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we could, that was that's yeah, right. We, we could take yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah, that was us. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm sorry, Alan. I can't rem. I, I'll be honest. I can't remember half of the stuff that we predict. Um, you know, and, I, and I, it's because we we do make a lot of guesses a lot of the time, and and oh, yes, yeah. yeah, Oslo, we do try, we do get a lot right. Uh, I mean, to be fair, some of them were ones that other people would have the same prediction as well. Um, but we do have a habit of sort of just getting these uh, right. Um, yeah, I, I'd say yeah, I'd say Sigvald as well because we just didn't see that one coming in a way. You know, it just sort of came out of the blue. I know we sort of talked spoke in a way spoke about it the year mm. before, but it's just funny that we were speaking about him, how great he was. And how cool mm. it would be if he ever was in AOS and then, and then in, he is a coming. Year and a day later, <laughs> there yeah. he is. <laughs> I think that's our best. Uh, right, next, coming from Wayne, uh, he gives a few questions, but I'll ignore a couple of them just purely because mm. they're talking about what's our hobby goals for next year, which we'll cover in the 2021 bit 
a bit later in this episode. So um, uh, I will say, um, let's, uh, cause he's asked about four different questions. What have you learned yeah. from 2020? Let's see, let's pick that um, one. Other humans are disgusting. Uh, is what I've yes. learned from this year. Yeah. <laughs> you all need yeah. to keep washing your hands and wearing masks out, yeah. out there in the world. Please, God. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, I've learned that having a hobby is a very important thing in your life. Yeah. Um, having a hobby where you don't have to fight over the only way to access your hobby is mm-hmm. very important. All those people still hoping for PS5, good luck. Uh, <laughs> got mine, screw you, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, yeah. I would absolutely yeah. say having hobby, having good support network, make sure you've got friends, make sure mm. if you live on your own, make sure you've got a pet uh, <laughs> would be my general advice, uh, or at least a plant of some kind. Something that needs mm. love and care is very important in your life. Um, I mean, you're, you're, you got that set. You've got a dog and you've got a child. You're yes. all good on that front. Yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'd agree with that as well. Um, what? Uh, I think for me, again, similar to what you said, I, I think this year has definitely showed the best and the worst in people. Not anyone in particular, mm. just people in no. general. You've seen, like I said, the people, the lengths they go to to be amazing, whether it's hobby related or, you know, just life related mm. has been amazing. But oh, again, yeah. you see you see the worst of humanity, unfortunately, as well. <laughs> um, you know, Warhammer wise, I think one thing I've learned this year is to relax a bit more about warhammer like not getting so het up about mm. oh i haven't done this i haven't got around to doing that oh no i've i've done a project and i don't want to do it anymore and i want to do something else you know because i think it's so easy to beat yourself up about things um you know in the mm. hobby you know where you feel like you feel like you can you know you're trying to compete with other people when you're not really like you know to, no, i don't mean actually on the tabletop i meant just just getting stuff done where you feel like oh no i'm lagging behind other people are doing amazing yeah. stuff and so, you know just do your pace do whatever is that you can do and i th- mm-hmm. i feel like you know there's been times where i'm i'm forcing myself to do hobby stuff not because i don't want to do it but because i feel i have to do it to you know to keep up with things to talk about it and things like that and sometimes no nah, just just do what you feel is best at the end of the day um and i think that's it's definitely made my me enjoy my hobby a lot more at the moment because of that really mm. um yeah Right, next, Trezellian, Alex, he says, will Matt start an Imperial Guard army if the new models, assuming they happen, are really cool? <laughs> that one's on you. I can't answer this one for you. <laughs> uh, no. Um... <laughs> ah, you sealed your fate. I know where you live. I will send a single Imperial Guard model every week until you relent. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm intrigued to know if I get an Imperial Guard model for our realm and ruin secret santa <laughs> so oh I, I, yeah you, you never know, know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a possibility um, yeah I, I you know I, I you know jokes aside uh probably not i don't think it'll still change my mind on the imperial mm. guard you know i do like some things i do like like the tempestus scions and things like that i think they're cool um mm. but not enough not cool enough to make me want to collect them um <laughs> it's just no i just I, honestly the the two things in this hobby that i just can't see my ever self collecting is imperial guard and a dwarf army of some sort uh maybe chaos mm. dwarves that's the, probably yeah. the only small caveat but i just they're just not my sort of thing to be honest um so fair enough yeah uh no <laughs> uh, so uh chris asks um who would you invite to your 40k slash aos christmas party what would you have for dinner Ooh. <laughs> i would invite joseph bugmanson's the 13th uh, oh the yeah realms mm-hmm. uh 
I would, you know what? I might actually invite Marathi Kane. Mm. <laughs> she, seems, she actually seems, ironically enough, after becoming the god of murder, she seems a lot more chill about things. I would hear that about her. <laughs> yeah, I would absolutely invite Trace in the Infinite. If only oh. because I think he's the only Necron who, who might actually answer the invitation. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. How quaint a roast beast, ooh. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'd, I'd, I'd probably invite him and Oricon as well, because I think they'd just be the entertainment for the Oh, you're evening. just asking for trouble at that point. Yeah, that's true, <laughs> when they've had a few drinks and all oh, that. God, it's, it's Groundhog Day, but it's Christmas dinner with two yeah. Necrons just arguing. <laughs> I'd probably, and this for the same reasons, I'd probably invite Nagash and Ark in the Black. I could just, oh, it would yeah. just be a whole whole evening of, of Nagash going, I am the Lord of Death. And then Ark can <laughs> just roll in his eyes, like, oh, God. This yes, is a Nagash. sacrifice. Bring yeah. forth the roast beast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what you'd have for dinner? Um, whatever, the, whatever the ogres I invite bring, to be honest. There'd yeah. be a lot of meat. Yeah. It'll be a barbecue, probably. Exactly. Um, and some space wolves, you know, get the beers yeah, in. Yeah, get a little know. yard. Yeah, send, that's send it. 2020 out with a bang and wake up from an alcohol <laughs> and juice coma halfway through 2022. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, next is Red Shadow, and he says, what all, have, uh, what all have you accomplished this year hobby-wise compared to last year? Uh, I've been a lot more consistent with getting games in. Mm. I did, like two games of 40k last year and uh, three games of AOS and this year I did a whole campaign of Necromunda plus almost as many uh, non-campaign games of Necromunda. Uh, <laughs> that's my that's my big hobby. Account. The rest of it is just building and painting stuff which I do yeah. at a moderate pace no matter what. So Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd say I think two things for me, similar sort of things. Um, I've played a bit more, again, mainly mostly on Tabletop Simulator at the moment for obvious reasons, but yeah, I've got mm. in more games, um, which has been uh, good. And I think like when it comes to models, I've been more focused, even though I've been doing my usual hobby bot- butterfly side of things. I've, I've learned mm. to you know get rid of projects, condense them down, you know, sell off armies. I'm like, nope, I'm not, yeah. I'm, you know, I need to restrict it down to certain ones. That's been a big help and been more focused. So yeah, I'd, I'd say I feel like I know where I'm heading with my my hobby mm. stuff at the moment yeah um, yeah right um <laughs> next dr octagon he says uh, is emperor on the throne the inevitable end point of the elf on the shelf game uh, if we don't stamp it out before the 41st millennium <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes yes the custodians are just playing a big game with their boss's corpse <laughs> well they like their games don't they they play they do yeah. the blood games don't they so uh mm. Yeah, they, they've got that cheeky side to them. So, yeah. I'd rather see it than Bloody Elf on the Shelf, I tell you. Oh, <laughs> I'm sick yeah. of that bloody thing. Well, just, so. just get, get, your, uh, get your Bandai slash your McFarlane Marine. Mm. Marine on the scene. Marine. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Marine looking serene. Oh, yeah. What's that Marine gotten up to overnight? Oh, he's killed some Xenos on the fireplace again. God damn well, it, Marine. He, he's next to my Transformers, actually. So oh, no. uh, I got <laughs> that could be a showdown. <laughs> um, Corsaro Ken asks, uh, "Will we see Tyrion's return in AOS? Is there a limit to how many new factions they can introduce before it explodes into smithereens?" <laughs> <laughs> um, I really hope we see Tyrion come in. I think he would yeah. be 
super interesting as a pure support character because he is blind, but he's a strategic mm. genius nonetheless. Um, technically, yes, there is a limit to how much, how many factions they can fit in the game before just keeping them all updated against each other becomes an impossible task. But I think AOS is doing better at that than 40k currently. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah. I, I think we've got plenty of room for lots of little... That, that's what AOS does. The factions are all comparatively much smaller. Whereas, you know, 40k Marines have 200-odd units at this point. <laughs> it's a lot easier to keep track of for the developers and keep... Yeah. Not balanced, but in check. I think yeah. it's probably the state it's in. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree with that. I, I think we can see, we could see Tyrion. I think it's it's possible. I'm not saying it's a guarantee, but I think... There's a potential for it because they do like introducing their their god deity type uh, mm. characters and and models. Um, is there a limit to how many factions? Um, I think think for, I don't think for AOS there is. I think there's still a lot of room in AOS because if you look at some mm. of the factions, especially death and destruction, there's not that many factions in each of them. Yeah, but there's only like yeah. four in each of those. So I think there's definitely plenty of room. I still think there's room in 40k. I And I feel that, again, I think that's where they need a kick up the backside, really, in 40k. We yeah. could do with a new faction. Like, I think yeah. it's, it's you know, we're seeing, you know, that's why it's lovely in AOS, because you're seeing all these cool new things, and you're just not seeing it in 40k. Okay, you get new models, obviously, in 40k, but you're not getting new, like, brand new, you know, from scratch factions. Mm. And it's it's a yeah. long time since, was it the Tau? Was it the Tau last thing we saw? I'm not counting the Yanari. Um, maybe, yeah. The Tower, the the newest edition to 40k, and they came in fifth edition. Yeah, something like that. It's about time. I know there's a lot of factions, yeah. but yeah, you know, they, they, mm. they yeah, it it should come. Although no, I guess Imperial Knights are technically. Oh yeah, I suppose yeah yeah, uh, yeah. okay yeah. But their Imperium doesn't really count. New Zealand <laughs> faction. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> no, exactly. this new Imperium ball group. <laughs> no, please bring it. So, uh, Drew asks, uh, <laughs> F- FMK, Nagash, yeah. Sigmar, Gork and Mork. Um, uh, bed, wed, behead. Uh, I've read yes. the Warhammer Fantasy Sigmar books, so you have to lay with Sigmar, because, mm. man, he's apparently very good at that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I would... I would marry Nagash simply because I know that if I kill him, he'll just come back and be angry about it. Whereas yeah. if I marry him and control his finances, he'll probably be too scared to talk to me. Um, <laughs> and then Gork and Mork slash Gork and Morka, I'm sorry, buddy. I don't think I can do anything else other than send you to the chopping block. Uh, <laughs> but you'd probably you'd probably enjoy the the fight to get there. So good on yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, I'm trying to think. I I think I think bed would be Gork Mork because I think um, yeah aggressive uh, lay with the beast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> now marry and kill Nagash and Sigma. Oh God, I, I'd have to marry Nagash because I, I Sigma yeah. would annoy the hell out of me. I'd, yeah. I'd have to kill Sigmar because he, 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 he's just like, like Nagash amuses me, even though he can be very <laughs> high and mighty. This, he, he, yeah. you just have a good time being married to him. Whereas I think, oh, yeah, yeah. Sigmar, he's just a bit, I don't know. He's, oh. I wouldn't, I don't trust him to a degree as well. Sigmar. No, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Plus with Nagash, you, you know, you can see him doing something fun with the animals or the kids and you're like, yeah. oh, look, you, you are good. He, he'll turn and say, I am not nice. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah, that's it. Yeah, sorted. Yeah, sorted. Wedding bells yeah, are ringing. Exactly. 
So yep. he uh, Drew also <laughs> asks, um, top discovery of 2020, i.e. a new Ooh. paint technique, tool, etc. Oh, um, mm. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say um, rubber slash silica tipped uh, sculpting tools. Yes, those things are so good. I they love are. them. Can't yeah. live without them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree with that. Uh, yeah, I've I've used those for the first time this year. They've been awesome. Um, I would say Tamiya um, uh, for extra thin. No, not that. No, I know this. Oh. I'm thinking. Of, I know you're thinking of like uh, sprue you know goo and stuff like that that's one that's one of them but no they're um oh what they called for for rubbing i can't remember the name of them Uh, oh yeah yeah yeah, it's basically their their sort of uh you know for cleaning up your models basically um i think Mm. it's like 2000 grit like sand it's like it's sandpaper but Uh, not sandpaper they're sort yeah because they're right they're they're, you can mold around the the model parts you know it's in it's rather than sort of being you know like Mm. a uh you know, like one of those nail files that people use to sort of clean up their models. This is one that sort of bends around and you can cut it into pieces. It's really, really good. I, I really yeah. recommend it. Um, nice. It's probably more. Yeah. Um, I, simple thing, a decent pair of cutters, I think. Mm. So I've got, I, mm. I broke my Citadel ones earlier this year and got some others and I just, yeah, just didn't get on with them and I've just bought some other, you know, it's worth, it's one of those things where mm. I think it's worth paying the money for decent, decent clippers. Yeah. You know? Otherwise you'll pay yeah. for it in another way um yeah so meth asks favorite hobby memory of 2020 Ooh, mm. um that's a good one um i can't remember <laughs> What's probably, for year? me it would almost definitely be some moment from some necromunda game um yeah i mean uh the last night alan's orlock leader blowing himself up with a plasma pistol trying to kill my berserker was pretty good because <laughs> he made that guy a tank. Uh, he had a refractor yeah. field, so a five-up invulnerable save. He had a bunch of armor. And then he had a new Orlock thing where if he takes damage on a two-up, he ignores it until he fails that two-up and then he loses it. Uh, <laughs> and instead, he blew himself up with a plasma pistol. <laughs> Straight out of there. It was, it was, it's a whole sequence that I don't have time to get into, but like that, that whole entire sequence was probably my highlight. <laughs> yeah. No, that's yeah. fair. Um, oh, I'm trying to think of mine. There's probably a few little bits. Um, and again, I suppose, unfortunately, for some of these are more recent ones because obviously they're the ones I can remember. Um, I, mm. I think, you know, playing AOS recently with Beast Claw, um, was just yeah. so hilarious. So amazing, sort of smashing <laughs> face with those. Um, definitely enjoying that. Um, I'd say, um, again, it's, it's sort of hobby related. Uh, uh, DMing for the first time. Yeah. So that's in, in no, Wrath and Glory. Uh, that's mm. hobbies, 40k. So yeah, I think uh, doing that has been sort of an achievement. Uh, when we hit 100,000 downloads again, you yeah. know, it's a podcast. So that was a, God, that, that was felt crazy. like an amazing achievement, really. Um, I think just I think um, also again, I, I need to get back to painting. Like just my Death Guard, I've just been enjoy. You know, when I went through a period of working on a lot of Death Guard, which like I said, I'm going to get back to. Um, it's just mm. been just been so much fun just converting them and and doing stuff yeah. with them really so yeah i think it, it'll be things like that i wouldn't say there's any like like pinnacles this year because again it's just been a funny mm. year but there's been a lot of cool little moments um and and also an, another thing i think i'd say favorite hobby memories is how well some of you guys have done you know again especially mm. on the discord and you know oh and, yeah uh, you know where people have appeared on you know on the the warhammer twitch stream and things like that yeah. so you know i, I yeah. feel sort of proud for you guys really so yes yeah, it's, it's that sort of thing really it's been a 
you know, despite the, the crap we've had this year, it's been, you know, very successful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next is uh, Drew again. Favourite moderator? They're they're all my favourites because exactly. they do Favorite. so much work. Can't pick, they're you know, so good for us. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, we introduced mods into our Discord this year because, you know, just to keep track of things, obviously, and also because of time zones, mm. obviously, I'm in the UK, Cameron's yeah. in Australia can't always be there to resolve things <laughs> exactly not that we have to do very much you know uh, to resolve no. very much which is which is really good but you get the odd moment so the mods mm. have been very good at offering suggestions so you're all our favorites each yes. and every one of you um mm. so uh the next one which is going to be a very easy one to answer for both of us so martin puts <laughs> uh, cyber mastiff or phalanx uh, aka cats or dogs well you're a cat well, person i'm a dog yeah. person see I am a cat person, but if that is the actual question, is Cyber Master for feelings? There's a there's a there's a there's a phenomenon with cats, which is their cuteness is directly correlated to their overall size compared to you. Right. Okay. So when when the when the cat is too small to actively maim you, it's good. As soon as the cat gets big enough to cause significant bodily harm, it is suddenly a terrifying <laughs> monster. And the problem is, feelingses are the size of tigers. <laughs> <laughs> and they're venomous. So between a Felix and Cybermastiff, I would choose the Cybermastiff and its terrible, tortured existence. But dogs or cats, I'd choose cats. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I agree. Yeah. But again, it'd be dogs for me. So I'd have a lo- lovely Cybermastiff uh, who can play yeah. along with my, my dog, Whisper. Um, I mean, Whisper's a flirt anyway. So oh, as yeah. I'm finding out, she's, uh, yeah, always flirting with other dogs, so I imagine she'll do that with the Cyber Mastiff <laughs> as well. Uh, so, uh, swings back down to Wayne and asks multiple questions, so we'll quickly go through these. How many times have you put your brush in your drink this year? Uh, none, because I drink out of a water bottle when I'm painting. Aha! Clever. <laughs> I'm smart like that. <laughs> uh, none for me as well, but I've had a very few close shaves when my coffee has got oh. a bit too close, but I've been fine. <laughs> Uh, how much of your backlog have you done this year with the COVID situation? None. My backlog increased due to COVID and me buying more stuff to do during lockdown. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> I mean, I've done things in my backlog, but I've gotten more things to make. It doesn't really pan out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, how, yeah it's, it's a constant cycle. It never goes yeah. down. Um, how many pe- pots of paint have you knocked over this year? One, and I'm still salty about it. <laughs> uh, uh, none for me, but then it's probably because I haven't done as much painting as a lot of other people, yeah. but uh, I've had a few close calls anyway. Um, what's the mm. first model slash army you'll be building, converting, or painting in 2021? I mean, I hope it's Death Guard. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. we'll see. <laughs> Here's where I put my Death Guard codex. If I had one, um, <laughs> you know the drill at this point in this show. <laughs> It's all good. <laughs> um, I think for me, it would be my uh, berserkers for my care space marines. Um, yes. I'm in the middle of, of plotting a scheme with them. I'm sort of dry fitting and blue tack fitting a lot of different parts with them at the moment, which I'll cover whenever we next have a realm episode. So, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I imagine yeah, uh, berserkers. Uh, Meth yeah. says, uh, in milliliters, how much paint do you think you've consumed this year? If you don't lick your brush, then why not? So I suppose we're that'll be uh, zero ooh. for us. I suppose if you lick your, I, I do lick my lick. brush, so it's possible. I would probably put it at like a good pot and a half, honestly. 
because <laughs> I'm I'm one of those people with like the low level oral fixation where things just go in my mouth if I'm not paying attention, and when I'm thinking about <laughs> what color to use next, the paintbrush just dips in there, uh, usually yeah. with some paint still on it. Um, yeah, yeah, it, it's a decent amount for me. I'm not sure an exact milliliters. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um... I, it'd be zero for me. I, I don't lick my brushes. I'm very Lucky conscious. You. Yeah, I'm very conscious <laughs> of putting stuff in my mouth. Um, that's a sentence. I'm not, um, and that's why I was a bad fit for chemistry yeah. in university. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's I'm I'm hypersensitive to it now, but I have, because I've got obviously got a young daughter, and mm. you just the, and I know because uh, she has a, you know she's at the age where she's like just shoving you know fingers or yeah. toys in your, in your mouth. I'm very yeah. sort of adverse to it and also you don't know what where that toy has been you know whether it's oh, been absolutely. through something you know so i i'm and yeah i'm hypersensitive about it so i don't lick my brushes because of that um so next uh, uh sigmund frude asks which foe gave you the most useful knowledge when you consumed its brain well wow. mm. um, um that's a good question probably mm. some chicken from a couple of months ago uh <laughs> I learned to fear the light and stay inside even more. Uh, no, I, I, I have no idea. I'm not. I'm not a big brain person. Pre-on no. thing. Don't eat. Brains. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, well, I, I had some beef recently, uh, roast beef. So I don't know if that's made Ooh. me appreciate the lumineth a bit more. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, next, uh, uh, Sequise says uh, or ask, do you paint? Sorry, do you paint miniatures from other brands? Do you use them in GW games or use them in conversions? Mm, um, very occasionally. I don't use them in Games Workshop games. I sometimes use bits from other brands in conversions, but mm-hmm. most of my stuff is pretty much sticking to Games Workshop stuff at the moment, just because I don't... I'm looking at Infinity. If I get into mm-hmm. Infinity, I'll be painting some Infinity stuff. But yeah, yeah for now... Mostly Games Workshop for me. Some yeah. some some like D and D pre painted stuff that I paint up myself. But yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm almost the same really. I I've dabbled in again a bit of Mantic game stuff this year, but that's for GW primarily. I bought their uh, their drill, uh, well, as in the drill model, mm. which is uh, I use I'm using as a Terax pattern, you know, drill uh, for, for my Care Space yeah. Marines because uh, it's a lot cheaper uh, than the mm. the uh, the Forge World one, and also I've recently picked up a man a Mantic giant to use as a mega gargant in in mm. AOS, which I need to build still. So yes. yeah, I've uh, uh, like you, I or I've looked at Infinity, and me and my mate Martin have bought some Infinity this year or maybe last year, I can't remember, but it's still away in a box <laughs> somewhere <laughs> for when one we want to get. One day one we'll day. tackle Infinity. <laughs> Uh, talking to Martin, he asks, uh, what is the best miniature this year that you didn't pick up slash build slash paint? And why have, why have you not yet? Uh, Gazgul Mag Uruk Thraka, because I mm. don't have the time or money to make an orc army. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yeah, I could, yep. I can, uh, I can feel that. Um, I, this is a, I, I would say for me, and this is not actually a miniature that was out this year, but, Mm, I would say yes. the um, Disco Lord, you know, the Lord uh, Discordant, yeah, uh, because that was cool. one of my favourite models of that year, you know, last year. Mm. Cause it was last year, I think it was, that came yeah, out. I could yeah. be wrong. And it was one of my favourite, if not my favourite model last year. And I'm working on Care Space Marines, yet I have not got around to buying one. 
and mm. I don't know why. <laughs> I just haven't. Just, one day. <laughs> one day. I don't know. I'm just not. I think because I'm quite intimidated by it because it's quite. That's it's a fair. quite. A, you know, it's got a lot going on in it. Um, yeah. So, but yeah. it will happen. I will get a law discordant at some point. Excellent. Um, the next one uh, we've already had as a question from someone else. So I'll pass mm-hmm. that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alan's asked if nobody else is going to ask what we re- <laughs> ask what we really all want to know. I will. Who's your favourite Discord member and why? Oh, <laughs> can't I'm, that. I'm, I'm really sorry, everyone. This one, I have an answer for this one actually. Oh right, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, you can you can accept your reward, Red Shadow. You're my favourite, mm. uh, mostly because you're always awake when I am early in the morning. I think it's late <laughs> in the evening for you, and so we often do. We often have little talks in the in the channels, and also yeah. you've come to me for advice many times. So we've had some more like mm. personal chats as well. Uh, hobby yeah. advice. I don't. I don't do life or marital advice or anything before anyone starts asking. I'm <laughs> not qualified for that. Um, yeah. But I do love all of you. But Red is like the one besides you, obviously, Matt. Uh, that I have <laughs> the most of a relationship with. Yeah, I yeah. think. <laughs> yeah. Um. I. I. Yeah. I. I can't answer that because it, that's it, fair. I because <laughs> I. You know. I obviously. I suppose because of time zones. I speak to a lot more people because obviously mm. you know because obviously with your time zone it's a bit more difficult and obviously i've got the 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 rpg group you know we've done soul yeah. and glory etc so we we talk and and obviously i've got some real life mates you know as well that people mm. i physically oh, yeah. have if, you know if met you didn't pick martin Discord. he might cut you exactly well, no, but, you know, big shout out to martin this year because he's been a massive help he's he helped with the uh creating you know the the like the test server and the realm gate that we've now got on our discord that, you know, basically means you've got to agree to, you know, certain things to, to enter, you know, just to keep, yeah. you know, keep the peace and things like that. So a uh, big thank you to him, especially for, you know, going that, but again, it's so difficult because, um, you know, again, I'll, I'll wait till the end of the show and we, we thank people. So, but uh, yeah, I'm not answering that question. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> um, uh, Wayne asked most used paint of 2020. Powered witch flesh. Had when you finally got hold of it, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I, I I needed it because I used all of it because I was using it all to paint my goddamn Goliaths. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. uh, I think for me it would be Rhinox hide uh, for my death oh, guard. Really, nice choice. Uh, yeah, so, that's a good one. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Um, and last question before I get into the last one. This comes from Chris and says, "Best Warhammer thing to make a plushie of." Oh. Oh, um, oh, I had it in my head. God damn it. What was it? Uh, I must admit, I would spawn. like Care Spawn. Yeah. Yeah. Care spawn. Yep. Customizable plushie. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd say Nagash. I would love a little, carry a little oh, Nagash around. Put a little Nagash and a little baby carrier papoosh. Yeah. And a, and a little, you know, mustache for him to twirl as well. Yeah. Definitely Nagash. All day long. Um, So, so, uh, thank you to everyone for giving us all those great questions. It's quite cool getting to, you know, smash through a load of them as well. And obviously we'll be answering Mm. many more next year as well. Um, so thank you to you all for that. So, uh, right. Let's finish this show up with a few things. Let's switch to 2021. So we'll keep it, you know, keep it brief because obviously we've covered some of it as well. So, We'll we'll break this down into sort of three things. We'll break it down into predictions, hopes, and plans. So start with mm. the predictions, Cameron. What do you think? What do you think we may see 
next year. We, we're going to see Angron. I'm calling mm-hmm. it now. Uh, we're not going to see Fulgrim because we can now build him ourselves from two Age of Sigmar <laughs> kits. Uh, and <clears throat> Mortarion's going to kill Reboot Gilliman. Oh, okay. I'm calling it now. The, whatever is going on in that third Dark Imperium book is so important, they're retconning the timeline of it <laughs> That's slightly. True, yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, uh, Mortarion's going to kill Gilliman. He's going to be replaced with a uh, Kalidus assassin. There, I said it. <laughs> Or call me a clone of him in advance and you. Yeah. We'll see. We'll find out. Um, Teclas will be fake. Uh, Tyrion will come out. And um, I think Nagash is going to make nice with Archon and sort of give him a little promotion from head slave to head servant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's okay. my predictions. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Nice. Um, I think for me, we'll sort of echo in some of the things you said. I think we'll see a Primark next year yeah uh, oh definitely hope, at least I, angron's definitely in a good place because obviously we hope mm. we should see a world eaters release at some point uh but fulgrim's yeah. still up there and you know i still yeah. they're the they're the the most logical two uh again mm. unless we see the lion you know where we yes. they mix well. up and and uh <laughs> have a have a one for the uh for the imperium um i think yeah. we'll see aos3 i think that's yep, not a, not a definite but i think that's a a solid thing that will probably happen next year it sort of it feels it's that time you know that mm. that we would see aos3 um I, I feel we may see a new god as well as part Ooh, of that as in a brand yeah. new god yeah not not because we not know yeah like, not like Malarian, for example. No, yeah, yeah. Because they, they don't have to be tied to realms, like, canonically yeah. now. Because Marathi exactly. is not a god of a realm. She's no. just a god. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think we'll see that. a new god. Um, I th- you know, I know it's something we touched upon earlier. I think we may see a new 40k faction at some point. Because I think... That would be nice. That, you know, I think, yeah. you know, it's, it's not likely. But I think it, <laughs> it's not out of the realms of, of possibility, really. Um, and, I, you know, I think we'll see... Well, I think we'll see the Shadow Elves next year. That's sort of, again a pretty much thing. It could be that they're actually the forefront of AOS three potentially. Mm, that's okay. a possibility as well, yeah. maybe. You know, rather than being just shoved out, they will be one of the you know the new factions mm. uh, as part of it. Uh, it's difficult, really. There's so much going on oh, really yeah. to to predict. Um, oh, um, I've got a good prediction. Mm. They're going to release the Death Guard Codex next year. Yay! <laughs> oh, please don't say it goes into 2022 after you say that. <laughs> uh, my life is pain. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think we may, you know, going back to uh, Codex and things, I think we may see a World Eaters and Emperor's Children break off potentially mm. as well, because obviously that's been on the cards for a while. Potent, you know, well, you know, suspected anyway. Either they yeah. rack it off from. So I think, I think what we may see is them being. Um, codex supplements i think i think when care oh, space marines get their codex next week next uh year then yeah you know it'd be like what they've done with ultramarines and white scars mm, etc mm. um that'd be cool and and i think lastly we will see the return of another specialist game i think as well you know like oh yeah you know like epic. a gothica you know a epic good yeah, yeah. Mordheim. maybe even Mano War. Oh. <laughs> Bring Mordheim back with Necromunda rules. You oh, do it. Come that'd on. be amazing. Um, also, I think ah. that we may see uh, on the, those sort of lines, we may see uh, Warhammer Quest make a resurgence back in AOS. 
because obviously mm, with how successful yeah. Blackstone Fortress was, um, yeah, I think we it may return to the Mortal Realms again next year. That would be I cool. That would yeah. be cool. Yeah. Um, right, oh. hopes. I know that's sort of slightly hopes. different to predictions. What are you actually yeah, having, yes. putting aside predicting stuff? What do you think you would love to see next year? I would love to see a full room next year. I don't yeah, think he's that's... happening, but I would love to see him. I would love to see. I would love to see Eldar Exodites. Hmm. Yeah. Get I those, want dra- get those uh, dinosaurs on out. them. Yeah. yeah. We got a we got a Black Library novel that has them in for like a third of the book at this point. <laughs> poss- anything's possible. Um, <laughs> yeah. I would like to see a reprint or a new edition of Inquisitor. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, uh, including yeah, the models, cool. please. Yeah. They're so expensive on eBay now. Yeah, please, God. <laughs> <laughs> Even Games Workshop wouldn't be that cruel price for um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah uh, I think those are my big hopes. Uh, I hope... I, I'll, I'll give us some Mortal Realms hopes. Hopes from Mortal Realms. I just hope the rest of the Broken Realms books are as fucking good as the first one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll say that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, um, and I uh, and I hope AOS 3.0, as you said, is like more destruction focused than mm. chaos or death because we've had chaos and death. It's time for destruction yes. or oh, order yeah. versus order. Yeah, have have uh, have daughters of Cain and Umbraneth versus Stormcast and Luminath. Oh, in the, in that'd the be box. awesome. That'd be interesting. Ta- I'll take that. Yeah. Right. Cool. Civil okay. War. Yeah. Bring it on. <laughs> Right, so uh, my hopes, I would say, uh, I, I know this has sort of already been hinted at, but I would like to see a nice yeah. resurgence of Kill Team. Uh, mm, in the, yeah. I know, we, like I said, we've seen a sort of hint, but again, it feels like they did all this and then it's sort of been dropped, you know, and obviously it needs oh, to be yeah. updated with, obviously, like edition. Yeah. So I, I would <laughs> like them to put a lot more love into Kill Team and mm. almost make people, or sorry, give people a reason to play it again, because it feels like, I'm not saying no one plays it anymore because obviously people do, but it feels like it's just completely fallen off. Yeah. You don't really hear anything about it anymore. So it'd be yeah. quite cool if they gave people to do it. And hopefully with whatever they've hinted at for next year, that that will hit, that will sort of happen. Um, on the, on the same sort of lines, I would like them to revamp AOS skirmish because again, it's sort of mm, one of those things that exists. Make it an but actual yeah. Do system. something with it, like properly, you know, give it a, a yeah. proper rule book and up to, you know, up to date with, you know, balanced rules. And, you know, again, it gives people a reason to play these sort of games really. I know we've got war cry and things like that, but I still think yeah. AOS skirmish has, no, yeah, yeah, it has a place there. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Um, yeah. Again, similar to like you, I obviously hope broken realms is still amazing as the first one. I hope to see, <laughs> you know, a Fulgrim, an Angron or some sort of cool Primark. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I just, I want, again, I just want more stuff that mixes it up. I want to see some, you know, from a law or, you know, tabletop space, something that really mixes it up, you know, like, like we saw mm. with broken realms. I really want them, you know, especially in 40 K. So I do something that makes something happen, <laughs> you know, like make something, yeah. something of real note, yeah. you know, like you were saying with Gilliman dying, like, yeah, do it. Like make mm. it something where, yeah. you know, it has something some sort crazy. of impact. Yeah do it please um and i think also i would love to i know i've always said this and we spoke about epic a minute ago but yeah like even if it's for adeptus titanicus bring back mm. tiny tanks i want little please. little land raiders and things yes love them yeah. bring it back um right okay so la- uh, lastly for 2021 uh plans so this is you you mm. know personally what's your yeah sort yeah. of hobby plans in general for 2021 i'm going to do some more death guard Okay, that's a surprise. 
Yeah, surprising, <laughs> surprising. As I'm not so hot on the new disgustingly resilient, but those contagions mm. of Nurgle are really pulling me back in. What can I yeah. say? I only <laughs> contemplated selling my army for like three minutes. <laughs> um, I, I actually really want to spring on and get like my small like thousand-ish point Necron Force done. So I can yes. say that's done and I have a thousand point army if I ever want to play around with that. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to be in another Necromunda campaign. I know that much. Um, <laughs> I might want to take... I think I'll try taking the Escher for a spin. See how mm-hmm. they work out. Because uh, uh, Dungoliaths already, they're, they're real good. They're, uh, they're probably a little too good sometimes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I've already got a whole bunch of Escher, so I should just paint them and run them. Um, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna not, I'm gonna try not start a brand new army, but there's a loophole, because I already have part of a Head Knight's army, so I'm looking forward to that Sigvold coming out, because yeah. you know I'm gonna get in on that. So you're um, right. I'm gonna make it, I'm gonna make it weird. I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> play, paint his armor like it's living flesh or something, I don't oh, know, something amazing. weird. Yeah. Actually, that's a good idea, I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get the loophole, do it now. <laughs> Yeah, cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, anything else? Uh, uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be complacent. I'm gonna play at least as many games as I did this year. Mm. Totally, <laughs> totally gonna make it on. Yeah. Hey, you never know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay. Solid plans. Um, yeah, I don't think I'm gonna be doing anything overly dramatic. I think. Um, mm. I'm. Like I said I'm gonna carry on my focus in 40k on care space marines and death guard i'm happy with those being two armies i'm working on and i don't Mm. foresee me you know working on anything else uh 40k wise Uh, i'm going to be a bit more expansive in aos because i I think that's a game i'm going to spend more of my focus on because i enjoy it more um i think i haven't haven't planned what but i think i will probably start a death army at some point because i've Mm. not it's probably the only one i've not really got involved with you know from a grand alliance point of view um, yeah yeah prominent too obviously would be you know obr or flesh courts so mm. um, yeah i feel like I, I feel like for for that to happen i need to tweak something uh model yeah. wise to you know to, so i need to look into conversion or you know something just to you know make them a bit different to the sort of baseline you know especially if it, like say for example if i did obr mm. i'd probably look at alternative heads and things like that just to you know make it a bit different yeah. uh but i don't know i've not really planned that that's just sort of a hunch i feel i'll do next year but um mm. again a bit like you just sort of just get pro- some projects finished uh get i want to get a few bits like a blood mm. bowl team and a some necromander gang sort of up and running so so when we can finally play which you know may not be for a while i think here in the uk um you know we're going to be like this for like until the spring at the bare minimum yeah longer which means yeah. no games you know for us uh so i'm going to carry on playing tts i'm going to try and uh read more novels next year because i feel like i've not read as much as i usually do this year because of other factors mm. um and just yeah and i think just the main thing like all of us just enjoy the hobby just you know make the most of it really um like mm. we try to do every year so yeah, yeah. so that would be 2021 um so I think we'll wrap this up with some some thanks, Cameron. You know, so yeah, you know, who, do you want to give your thanks to to anyone or anyone in particular? Oh, anyone and everyone. Good lord. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, first off, thank you, mate. It's been an unimaginably tough year on your end, especially. Yes. Um, yes. 
and you have managed to keep on going with the show, keep on going with our community that we've managed to set up together. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's really nice that we can do this together. It's yeah, really nice definitely. to have that point of being able to reach out and socialize with uh, <laughs> with friends from all around yeah. the world. Mm. Um, thank you to everyone in our Discord. You are all wonderful, lovely people. Um, the, I, I'm in a lot of other Discord servers that I basically don't check. Um, because <laughs> Same. Yeah. There's lots of nice people in them, but there's also a lot of really fractious, tiring stuff. Whereas here, it's all, uh, not all, but generally a lot of positive stuff. There is some... There's some, uh, I would say, justified griping when justified griping is required. But otherwise, yeah, of course, uh, we're a really good community, uh, mm -hmm. which is really super duper nice. Um, yeah, I know no one else is uh, listening. It's not from our regular community listeners, but hey, thanks to thanks to everyone in my immediate support network. Good God, what a fucking mm -hmm. year it's been! So all the people <laughs> I play D and D with, uh, yeah. my friends, my family, etc. Good job, all of you. Somehow keeping this shit together. Uh, <laughs> Oh, as I nearly knocked something off the desk. Um, <laughs> ah, no, there it goes. It's still falling. <laughs> Is there anything oh, you know God. dangerous or you know? No, no. It's just the, it's just the pump for a sewing machine. It's all good. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh -huh. Um, and thank you to the many, many people online across the world, uh, both inside Games Workshop and its attended companies and outside of them who work to make this hobby happen around around the world for everyone. Uh, yeah. Black Library authors, game designers, model designers, heavy metal painters, you're all doing great jobs. Uh, yeah, the definitely. independent third-party creators, uh, Tabletop Tactics and Tabletop Titans, you guys saved me so many hours of boredom in the, uh, the <laughs> several weeks of lockdown we had here. You're still doing great work. Um, I, I know I don't have to immediately buy a book just to know what's in it, uh, thanks to folks like those, because I can get a good look at what I'm buying before I buy it, mm -hmm. which is handy yeah. these days. Definitely. Uh, it's also handy for building hype. I know some of you have a Death Guard Codex. Show it to me. <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yeah. Everyone has done such a fantastic job, both in their hobby and in just pulling through all this crap. Um, yeah. So well done, everyone. I'm glad you're all still here. Um, I'm glad mostly everyone in our community, as far as I know, has maintained pretty decent health and yeah. not not had an awful time of it uh, with the pandemic. As, as They've had as good a time as they can. I know some of you are in the USA, and uh, that's rough, mm. guys. But uh, we're getting there. Vaccines are being rolled out. Yeah. The end is in eventual six to eight month sight. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. Thank you very much, Cameron. Um, yeah, I, again, I'd echo a lot of those thanks. I mean, obviously a big thank mm. you to you, Cameron. Obviously, you know, you're one of the most, luckily one of the most consistent people around and, and <laughs> have the pleasure to do a podcast with. Obviously, I I love our, you know, every two weeks we get to nerd up about mm. Warhammer. Yeah. Um, and it, I, I always I always find it amusing that, you know, that obviously we, you know, we've got our active community. We talk to many people, but in a weird yeah. way, you and I don't talk that often, like, you know, mm. apart from doing the yeah. podcast, because obviously well, for the main reason. <laughs> we save that, it for the podcast. Yeah. Exactly. You know, it, 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 it it's, uh, which sounds a bit weird. It's not like we don't talk to each other, but obviously we keep it. We don't talk mm. that much about, especially Warhammer, because again, we need to save it. Otherwise, it spoils the conversation in a way if we've already if we've already sort of spoke about it um but it's cool that we can do that yeah it just feels cool and free and easy and it just feels you know 
mm. always good that when we come together every two weeks and, and record this show. Um, mm. Yeah. Uh, Discord, a massive thank you to a lot of you. Um, it, you know, uh, the, like I said, the community is fantastic, but uh, you know, a big thank you to, again, I won't mm. name names, but you know, there's been a lot of people that have really helped me this year because uh, it's been, mm. a, you know, it's been a crap year for everyone and yeah. people, you know, are in far worse situations than any of us. Um, but mm. you know, we've had, you know, you have your, your lows during this year, especially with what's going yeah. on. And I've had, you know, some people that have really sort of, you know, helped me out in, in those mm. moments, you know? Um, and so, you know, I can't thank you enough for doing that. Um, it's been nice to also, you know, uh, to, you know, come to, uh, an arrangement regarding, like I said, going January when we sort of have our shorter episodes just to keep things mm. going. It's, you know, and it's been yeah. great that we've come to that sort of conclusion and a bit of feedback from other people, you know, of, of what, um, you know, what people want to listen to and, and, you know, if we made things a bit shorter, is it going to be okay? And, and, and the consensus is, yeah, just keep doing what you're doing. Um, mm. You know, so, and, you know, thank you to the, you know, like I said, the moderators in the Discord yeah. For, oh, yeah. for keeping it going, <laughs> for, you know, and just being general supportive, you know, people, mm. uh, you know, like I said, it's been a crap year and people are, are, are supporting each other left, right, centre. They're trying to do what they can for each other. You've seen people, you know, donating stuff to each other, like, hey, have mm. these models, have mm. this, have that, you know, just surprising people with things. And, you yeah. know, you yeah. know, and I've, I've done it both ways. I've been receiving end of things I wasn't expecting and I've tried to do the same uh, for other people. And yeah, mm. it, you know, it, it, it's marvelous that, you know, again, with all this, this uh, sort of shit show around you in the world, mm. it's amazing <laughs> that, you know, we can sort of all be together and yeah. And just have this yeah. sort of wonderful sort of bond and community is utterly fantastic. And, and like, so that reaches out to everyone, listening it reaches out to everyone mm. that we've interacted with on social media obviously twitter mainly for us um you yeah. know again it, you know once you you filter through all the all the the madness in the world there's you know there's some awesome stuff people are doing great stuff and people you know mm. i think it, it really has brought people closer together as a community you know as a yeah. whole in general because we've all had to deal with this together and it's not no one's unaffected by the way the world has gone this year and and we yeah. still got warhammer at the end of the day yeah. and it like yeah. i said it's it's been it's been good for us all really and hopefully that will continue you know into 2021 you know until mm. you know the world eventually hopefully goes back to some sort of normality once one day anyway yeah. so one day. so no you know and again you know everyone listening thank you for listening to us you know waffling mm. about warhammer every few weeks you know we've like I said, we've hit hundred thousand downloads this year, which is crazy. Um, you know, we get so much great feedback from people. Um, and if you haven't, go do it on iTunes. Um, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, and such. Like I'm only joking. Um, but it, yeah, it's honestly, it, it makes it so much worthwhile us doing this. You know, mm. knowing that we're doing something that hopefully people enjoy. And like I said we'll carry that on into 2021. And yeah, you know, thank you 2020 for the interesting <laughs> year it's been <laughs> oh my god it's been such a goddamn year i'm ready oh, i'm no. ready yeah two more weeks baby <laughs> let's get out of here <laughs> oh, let's get out of there right so talking of that where can people find you on the internet cameron uh you can find me on twitter at night underscore twitten that's night without a k uh come chat please um the holiday season can be difficult for people if you need someone to talk to I know you just kind of listen to me on a podcast every couple of weeks, but 
Uh, my pinned tweet from like two years ago says, my DMs are open if you need to vent at me. You need to talk <laughs> about things, whatever. It's the season of giving, so I'll give you some of my time. Um, yeah, lovely. <laughs> uh, and if you want to see pictures of cats and things, they're also on there. And retweets <laughs> of funny things about how terrible my government is. <laughs> but hey, my, my state government's not too bad. My federal government's pretty bad. Uh, and then it'll just be general like, we're doing this, we're doing that, I'm so tired, yada yada. It's normal holiday nonsense. Um, <laughs> if you want to see some hobby stuff, I've got a rent inspection on Tuesday, so I'm not doing much for the next few days. But after that, it's open season. Uh, you hey. can catch up on my Instagram at realm underscore and underscore ruin on Instagram. Uh, if you want to get just the hobby highlights, or you can hit up our podcast Twitter at realm and ruin, uh, because I'll also be posting there. Or, easiest ever, just join the Discord. You'll see it. Yeah. I'll be there. Damn right. <laughs> cool. Thank you very much, Cameron. Um, you can find me also on Twitter at NinjaBadger7. My, one of my New Year's resolution is to do more on my personal Twitter yep. next year. Um, nice. It needs to be done. <laughs> uh, but also, like Cameron said, you can find the main focus on of our social media on Discord and Twitter as well. So, mm. yeah, that's that's been 2020. So, we from mm. both of us hope you have an amazing christmas with what you can do this year because i know it's gonna be a weird one yeah. and obviously hopefully <laughs> have an amazing new year that's what we're all praying for at the moment and uh, and also quickly um after the outro music of this episode keep listening because there may be a little surprise mm. at the end Ooh. and uh oh is that gonna be <laughs> <laughs> and uh like i said hope you know from from both of us uh thank you for all your support this year and hopefully, as I said, we'll have an amazing one next year. And as always, we'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Ta-ra, everyone. Have a happy and safe holiday. And this one goes out to everyone who's had a rough, bloody, awful, terrible, no-good year. Which is presumably all of us. However... Let's put all that aside for now and celebrate the right way with a song. Once in Holy Sigma City stood a glorious Dwarden forge where a cogsmith built his engine to lay siege to the blood gorge cannons and harpoon guns bristled cogs they turned and steam it whistled Da, da. Jingle flails, jingle flails, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to fill pure garden with decay. Hey, jingle flails, jingle flails, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to serve grandfather this fine day. And dashing through the warp on a one-eyed void whale ship. Captain's got the rot. 
first mates lost his hip, ho, 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 slaves will die in droves, as foes fire their guns, we're heading across the galaxy, we're gonna have some fun, ho, jingle flails, jingle flails, jingle all the way, oh, what fun it is to fill the galaxy with decay, hey, jingle flails, jingle flails, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to rot and decay this fine day. Hey! And finally, our last ballad for the evening. All I want for Christmas is to worship and serve you. I don't want a lot for Christmas. There is just one thing I need. The most powerful, stunning present Underneath the Christmas tree Let me lead your dark war band Drive the heathens from your lands Morathi, it's true All I want for Christmas is you and some shadow stalkers and some more mellow sirens that call sun the sky. Da 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 Morathi, it's true. Let me serve and worship you. Happy holidays, everyone. I love you all very much.